Hello and welcome, and watch out for Shuriken Fire, because it's Realm and Ruin, episode <laughs> 9. I'm your host, Matt, and as always, joining me, and I'll try and say this properly, my fellow Chaos Cultist, Cameron. How hey. you doing, mate? We must hey. do it for chaos! That's... <laughs> See, he's he's a heretic, deep yeah. down. Yeah, at heart. Heretic at heart. <laughs> oh, that's a good bumper sticker. Oh, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised no one's merchandised that yet. No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, actually. My Talking of merchandising, I'm mm, going off mm. tangent now. Already, um, yes. my, Already. I know, it doesn't, t- it doesn't take much. Oh, by the way, we're a Warhammer podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yay, Warhammer. But... My wife said to me last night uh, about, oh, have you thought about sort of merchandising some of the, you know, the games workshop stuff? And I was like, whoa, whoa, trademarks for a start. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but that's an idea, though, because she, she didn't realize that everything is trademarked. I was oh, like, yeah. honestly, no way that's happening. You know, because we're talking about well. setting up side businesses because we're both yeah. not particularly happy in our jobs. Mm. So... Yeah, we're going to sort of talk about that. I mean, I said there's third-party stuff. Yeah. It's out there. I mean, they, you know, but... they don't they don't have a trademark on Heretic. I'm pretty sure you literally can't No, exactly. That. They can. I'm just... <laughs> mm. Exactly. There we go. I'll, we'll, we'll, well, actually, we'll do that as part of, Maybe if we do a Realm and Ruin bumper sticker, we'll, yeah, we'll yeah. have a, you know, a Heretic one. <laughs> the ideas. Oh, mm. God. I can't wait for our, for our <laughs> products to be all over the, all over the global car industry. <laughs> <laughs> We'll have to put it's a Warhammer podcast because they'll, th- they'll think it's some sort of like destruction derby thing, yeah. Called Realm and Ruin. Looks like, <laughs> it's like, like oh, I, I can get into this, yeah. And they're like, oh wait, what are they talking about? <laughs> oh. <laughs> wait a minute, they're talking about little <laughs> little models. <laughs> um, oh dear. Yeah. Anyway, sorry for the tangent there. Uh, yes, welcome to episode nine. Uh, on this episode, we will be doing our usual hobby updates as always. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to talk about what's in the news, which is not massive but there's still a few things to talk about mm-hmm. um and for our main law topic uh it'll be 40k again um uh, because next episode after this is going to be a massive age of sigma one so mm-hmm. the main law topic is we're going to discuss about the fall of the eldar and the war in heaven from the eldar's perspective not Necron's yeah. perspective. Yeah, yeah. Um, and <laughs> the discussion topic at the end is we're going to ask the question could the Stormcast Eternals be converted to chaos? Mm-mm, rub mm-hmm. those beards. Um, and then we'll finish <laughs> off. So, Cameron, let's start with the hobby stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I th- let's tell me about some mm-hmm. night project you're working on. So, it's official. Games Workshop has a mole inside this podcast. Um, because <laughs> we knew it. I mean, it it just seems unreal. You know, last episode we're covering covering Armageddon. They released Armageddon mm-hmm. article in White Dwarf. You know, prior to that, they keep yep. they keep doing it. And now, mere <laughs> mere days after I began my secret that I didn't post on Twitter about Renegade Knight Project, they drop Index Renegade Knights. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's for the news section. This is for the hobby section. I I started a Renegade Knight Project. Hey, um, hey. So, like, night, nights were one of those things that I missed in my break. Like, I just, I came back to the hobby, I'm like, what the hell is that? Like, I've never heard <laughs> anything about that, I've never seen what that is, what are they doing? Um, and, you know, it's like, two weeks is a long time to wait for Soul Wars, and I was getting itchy. It is. And 
twitchy, and I did have I do have the um the new easy to build sequitors, and they're lovely, but I have not started painting them yet. I'm like, oh no, I want to get better at painting before I start those, and it's like, oh, I need something to do something. I bought a knight. <laughs> um, I just I just bought a knight. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love your reasoning. <laughs> I can't wait for Soul Wars. What shall I do? Buy a knight. <laughs> I mean, why not? Um, <laughs> there, there is reason. Exactly. There is Don't reason to my madness. Um, in our in our realm and room Discord, there has been sort of a little bit of a knight craze going on the last mm. couple of months. To be honest, everyone's always talking about them, and I just couldn't resist anymore because they're really really cool looking. <laughs> and by all accounts, the they're super I didn't cool see kit. it coming though. That's what that's what surprised me because obviously a few of there's a few real big mm. knight fans on our Discord and yeah. you know they're like yeah I can't wait to buy this even the, even the people that have not been particularly into them are thinking oh shall I buy them you yeah. know I've been thinking yeah. about it because I haven't really been thinking about it I bought the codex and then all of a sudden uh, you you kept quiet about this yeah and then all of a sudden you're in on the knight action <laughs> I can't help it. I'm being, <laughs> now, You're weak, like now, the rest see, of us. <laughs> the real problem is, like, people people with a long memory will think back to, I'm pretty sure it was our first episode, where I bought uh, No No Fear, the tier under Dark Imperium, and I was like, I'm going to build a Primaris army. army. Yay. Mm-hmm. And I put together one Plague Marine. I went, God damn it. I have to do this now. <laughs> um, so the issue is, the Night Kid is really nice and goes together really well, and easily. And part of me just wants to. And now there's rules for them, and like I just want to, I just want to make a detachment of one knight per Chaos God and see how that goes. And like that's the long term project. That's going to take forever <laughs> to do, but dear God, I want to do it. Um, <laughs> but I started with a Nurgle Knight, obviously, because Death Guard. Um, mm-hmm. And I had a couple of ideas for what I was going for, but initially I was just like, I'll just get the skeleton together, which is really cool. Um, I love how it goes together. It goes together really well. Super easy to assemble, which is a really nice change from um, fiddly bits with all the little miniatures. These big ones just mm, wonderful. Wonderful to put together. Um, really easy to keep in sub-assemblies as well for painting and stuff like that. Thank God for that. Yeah. Um, and you know what? I, I just went, there's not... I can't just build a knight and then paint it green and say, it's a Death Guard knight. Um, so... I went out and I bought a feculent Nalmore. Um, for those not in the know, the big <laughs> as you do, yeah. Yep. For those not in the know, the big Nurgle tree, uh, and now that's growing out of the top of it, and it looks lovely. Um, I'm I'm using a lot Beautiful. of bits. I'm using a lot of bits actually. I found which is really good. Um, I used to collect War Machine and Hordes a few years back, uh, and I'm stealing like there's a couple of dead trees from the Circle Ouroboros in the Hordes game there, and those those are great for parts of this. Like I've got branches sprouting out of the carapace and everything. I'm gonna have instead of the the heat exhaust, I'm gonna have two trees growing out on either side of the back as well. And sort of like venting Lovely. smoke and flies and things, hopefully. Um I've given him a face now. I've got that together. I've got like a, a horn branch sprouting out. I've got because I, I chose I chose the face mask that's kind of almost gas masky, you know, it's got that snout. Yeah, um, another one. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And then I took a bit from the Black King set, which is a tentacle holding a bell, and made that into kind of a proboscis thing. I've got little spikes forming kind of almost a beak as well. Um, so that's really cool. And um, good, good God, I'm just looking forward to putting the rest of this thing together. Um, what is it? I got, <laughs> I got some 
I, I decided to be bold and I cut away one of the front toes and replaced it with a whole massive metal tentacles I had from somewhere. Um, and I've like Lovely. wrecked that, I've wrecked that armor plate up real good, which I don't think anyone's actually seen yet. I posted a picture of that. Uh, and <laughs> no, it looks, like I've not seen that yet. Yeah, no, it, it looks really good so far. Uh, and then I went, wait, stop. What am I doing? I blue tacked it all together and I go, Oh God, this thing's like almost a foot and a half tall. <laughs> Cause it's a normal <laughs> night with like, a, f- a five inch tree on the back <laughs> feels like and I'm just like wow this is I mean he was never going to get a cover save anyway it's fine um. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing with um, these chaos and re- renegade knights is that mm. people are having to add you know are adding to them and mm. you see you see it on the uh, Warhammer community website at the moment there's a, a zinch one mm. I don't know if you've seen it oh my it. god I love um, it <laughs> it looks amazing where they've added that's like ball of warp energy Chaos. that from yeah. that yeah um what's what's the creature again the, um, mutilith, the, name of it now. the mutilith vortex beast yes that one They're like right in the center and then you've got zinc sorcerers mm. on the platform either side it's that's the thing with the renegade knights they're always going to be bigger because you're basically <laughs> taking the, the the normal set yeah. and then having to go right how can i chaos fire this yeah um Stick i'll just add of loads of stuff because you can't really take stuff away you've got to add oh, to yeah. it so it's just yeah. going to be mammoth I mean, See, the Nurgle one on yeah. there looks amazing as well. Oh, yeah. Have you seen it's the so arm cool. on it? It's yeah, just, yeah. I, I don't even know what's there. <laughs> it's so, there's so many parts to it. I'm like, yeah. what is that? What is I that think, arm? <laughs> I think they just like glued like three spawn together to form the harpoon or something. <laughs> it was pretty cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, like I said, long term, I would love to do a knight for each Chaos God. I'm already thinking of doing like the corn one and just buying three of those resin skull packs and using every single oh, yeah. one of those skulls to just completely cover it. You won't be able to recognize it as a knight. It'll just be a, pa- a mound of skulls waving a chain axe around. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> that sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, so that's been really fun to build so far. It's turning out really nicely. Um, also, like, the base of the feculent Narmor makes really good, like, terrain for the base of the knight. So, great. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to use every part of that kit. It is not going to waste... There's, like, a ton of bells as well I'm going to hang all over. It's going to be so good. Uh, I'm going to look up some guides to magnetize the weapons and things so I can switch stuff out. But, you know, more or less, like, I'm just enjoying building the big knight. It's so fun. I love it. Um, speaking of models I love, uh, I-, I mentioned it very quickly earlier. And if you've been following our Twitter, you will have noticed. So, when they released the images for the easy-to-build Sequitor set, the set of three with um the leader, like, leaning on a shield, I fell in yep. love. Those models are great, and I got them for free. And, dear God. I know, you oh, get. <laughs> I was... Like, I, I was the first person in the store to pre-order Soul Wars, and it's like, he's like, here, have a model. I'm like, and you're giving me two models with one base, and it's like, ah, oh, just have the other sprue as well. I'm like, thank you. Um, <laughs> Winner. <laughs> Uh, I put them together. They go together super easily. They're great. Um, and they are, they are gorgeous. The sacrosanct chamber is looking fly. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, I put up a poll on Twitter, like, how should I paint these? What is my Stormcast skin going to be? And the community decides they hate me and told me to paint them white. Um, so. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that, that's going to be, an, that's going to be an interesting learning experience, but I actually really like the idea, like, white armor with maybe like purple robes and gold accents and a look almost Emperor's Children-y a little bit, which will be really nice. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward yep. to doing those, but I've not painted them yet because I'm nervous about that. Um, <laughs> and also I want to 
for Age of Sigma, I really want to try and focus on the Night Haunt first because I I know I can paint those, so I know I can actually complete those properly. So I'll get all those done from the starter set, and then I'll focus on bulking out the Stormcast and stuff. And uh, mm-hmm. I I really want to take my time with that Sequador Prime from that set because she is gorgeous. She's like display model quality easily. It's wonderful. Yeah, she is. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they're a lovely kit. I'm sure everyone will love them when they get their hands on them. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I pre-ordered Souls Wars, Soul Wars and the new paints. Um, I didn't pre-order Malign Sorcery yet because I figure I'll have enough to do, uh, just with that. <laughs> yeah. There's always, there's always enough to do. There's, there's it never stops. It never stops. Um, and, uh, I also just, uh, a couple of days ago, I picked up a book to read because I've been reading some more of that <gasps> Age of Sigmar anthology. Uh, and it's been mm-hmm. really good. I, I really like the Sylvaneth now. They make a lot more sense. They're really great. Yeah. I love them more. Um, but I, I was like, I'm doing a Nurgle night. I need inspiration. I'm going to pick up Plague Garden. Um, hey. I, I've immediately forgot the name of the author. Uh, who, Josh Reynolds, I think. Josh Reynolds. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, mm-hmm. and, and once again, Games Workshop clearly reads our minds because, uh, this is going to be very relevant to our Stormcast Eternals converted to chaos discussion later. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> It is... Nice, you've already got something to add already. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I'm about three quarters of the way through. I've just been reading in little spurts. Uh, otherwise, I would have finished it the first day, probably. Because it's, <laughs> it's quite it, it's quite a good book. I've really been enjoying it. Um, it, it is great. Um, I didn't expect it to make me like Nurgle even more. But I like Nurgle even mm-hmm. more now. Um, so the antagonists in this are the Order of the Fly, which are the sort of knights of Nurgle, which is a really cool concept. It's like... The, the last remnants of the Bretonian legacy has been turned and corrupted to serve chaos within the model realms. Nice. That it's really, yeah, it's like, they're this order of chaos warriors who, in the realm of Gyran, which is where the Bretonians settled, or the Bretonian souls settled, I should say, um, they kind of, they're the last people to take up that tradition of knighthood and keep it going, but they're keeping it going for chaos. And they, they're really honorable, which is really weird. It's like, you know, one <laughs> okay. of them, one of them like swears an oath to not fight the Stormcast. He's like, okay, I won't fight you. And they don't believe him. But he's like, no, give me a sword. I'll fight these other Nurgle guys for you until my job's done. And I can finally fight one of you after my oath's done. I'm like, it's so great. <laughs> Just the way he talks like, fie thee, foul that. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're really characterful. Um, the Stormcast in it are the Hallowed Knights. Ch- uh, yeah. Stormhost? Stormhost is the right term. Yeah. Hallowed Knights, Stormhost. Yes. Um, they are really great. They've got a lot of great characters in there, and I really like all of them. Um, the leader is Gardas Steel Soul, who th- this this book really exemplifies Stormcast, who weren't warriors before they were reforged. Like Gardas, the leader was a doctor, who in his last moments was you know defending his patients with a candlestick and prayed to Sigma and was chosen for reforging and stuff like nice. that. And, you know, you get those flashes of their memories. Some of them remember really well. Some of them don't remember at all. And it, it adds that sense of this isn't a perfect process because they all worry about being reforged. You know, they worry about falling in battle and losing parts of themselves when Sigma brings them back and things like that. And they're all really interesting characters who play well off each other. So, um, like, I, I was never invested in the Stormcaster, just Sigmarines and kind of dumb package that a lot of people seem to have been invested in since Age of Sigmar was released but um, this really cemented that no they're great they have lots of personality now I'm sure they were a little bland 
a couple of years back, but um, <laughs> it it depends which novel you read, really. Yeah, because yeah. I'm working my way through the Realm Gates books, and mm. they they're either very bland or very cool. It really yeah. is sort of one or the other. Mm. Like in the first couple of books, they are just what you imagine them to be. They're just going for Sigma yeah, all the time yeah. and just hitting people with hammers. You know, like, yeah, okay, I can, <laughs> I get that. Um, but then there's some where. One of them ends up in the Garden of Nurgle, you know, sort of similar to hey, um, what you're talking about. I'm reading and about that guy. End up, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and it's <laughs> in and in the you you sort of get a situation where that one of them, you know, ends up meeting Ariel from you know mm. from the Sylvaneth and yeah, yeah. how he deals with her and mm. and Sylvaneth themselves. It's you know the interactions are great. It's yeah. just, but and then you'll go back to another novel, and they'll just be back <laughs> to going for Sigma, and then yeah, back to hitting hitting people yeah. with hammers. I think I think a lot of the earlier stuff, which the Round Gate Wars books were, was a bit more hit and miss with that. Like, yeah, they were. Yeah, the Hallowed Knights seem really good. Like, they've Josh Reynolds clearly hit upon something really good. Like, I already know immediately the characters that you're talking about just from those short descriptions you gave there. Like, <laughs> yes, went to the Garden yeah. of Nurgle. Metal Ariel was changed. Um, and God, um, I don't want to get too much into this because this is like the later discussion, but. It's so interesting that thing that the tables have changed. Chaos is not forever. Sigma is also not forever, and stuff like that. Yeah. So, lots of great lore stuff that I'm really enjoying. Um, there was also like, I- I'm sure later in the book because I've heard there's a point where Nurgle shows up and it's really cool. But there was like a bit about halfway through where they go into the Garden of Nurgle and he just looks at them and you see the sky split open into this smile and these two moons like eyeballs staring down and just laughs at you and then disappears because <laughs> he's like up on top of the garden just watching everything that goes on um it's it's a really cool book i really love it um and i'm looking nice. forward to finishing it um but that, that's more or less my hobby uh nurgle knight yes knights very cool easy to build sequitors yes very cool plague garden great book should read it if you're interested in either um stormcast or uh the rob bringers maggotkin of nurgle whatever the overall faction name is um yeah good books Good models. That's my that's my hobby. Uh, good, good summary. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for that. That mm-hmm. is some exciting stuff. Um, all right, what have I been up to? Um, not that much, unfortunately. Um, I feel quite ashamed to say that. It's ah. ju- just time, as yeah. always. Just, just yeah. these. I'm work at the moment. My day job is just horrendous yeah. at the moment so i'm just not finding the time to do that much hobby stuff i'm still buying stuff because that never stops <laughs> um but <laughs> yeah, i'm just not doing anything with it um i what did i buy right so now this is sort of similar to what you were saying earlier you know when you keep mm. looking at stuff and you're thinking oh, i wasn't really interested in that before and then you look at it a bit further think oh that looks really cool yeah um which goes against i know i'm completely uh, you know, being a hypocrite by saying some of the things I've said recently, I'm like, right, I'm going to stick to this, I'm going to stick to that. <laughs> um, but to be fair, I'm buy- I will buy stuff now and save it for later. Oh, so yeah. I'm not, it's yeah. not that I'm now going to intend on doing something with it, it's just more keeping it for a later time. I'm so sorry. I've been sorry, really wait. looking at. Gr- I just had an image of. It's a squirrel, but it's got a little matte face on it, and it just picks up a box of Primaris Marines, scurries <laughs> along the ground, digs a little hole, puts them in there, <laughs> yeah, covers that, it back up. That's for six months' time. <laughs> yeah, that is that is what I'm like. I'm terrible for it. And, mm. uh, you know, it's one of those things where I feel embarrassed to say it, but then now I'm thinking, you know what? 
No, it's just, it's, yeah. it's the way I am. Yeah. And a lot of us are like this, where we mm. keep jumping from one thing to another because there's really cool miniatures out there. Oh, yeah. And, and also, uh, well, especially for us, but, you know, we're, we're a podcast where we read a lot, we do, a t- we talk about lore and things like that. So mm. we do a lot of research. So you naturally will look oh, at something yeah. that you may not have paid attention <laughs> to before. And then, and then when you're at, cause you may have dismissed it, you're thinking, oh yeah, mm. they're, they're cool, but I don't know much about them, but I'll just ignore them. You start reading about them and you're thinking, these guys are cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I'll, uh, you know, start buying some. And oh, that's yeah. sort of, you know, so basically I've, I've ended up buying some gray knights. Um, <laughs> cause I just, I've always, I've always liked gray knights. They're always been yeah. cool, but I just felt a need to do it. So I, I basically, I bought, um, Voldus. As mm. uh, my first miniature, that's I put that's the thing I put on Twitter and um, mm. on our Discord where I did a blurry photo of it so people could try and guess what <laughs> miniature was. That was quite cool actually because people mm. were uh, really really trying on that. So I've got uh, yeah I've got Voldus, uh, I've got a nice cheap eBay deal, and I've got some paladins, a box of paladins, which is quite cool because from what I've done in my research anyway. So you get a box of five paladins, which obviously can be term mm. you know is the same set as the Terminator set. Yeah. What I'm going to do is make a squad of three. Uh, probably with uh, either halberds or swords, and then one of them is going to become an apothecary with a nemesis demon hammer because nice. that's how you need to kick them out, so they can bash demons as they're doing a bit of healing. And then the other guy, I could turn into like a brother captain or something, an ancient, you know, paladin ancient, maybe. Don't know. Mm, so yeah, that's what's yeah. what I quite like about this squad. I can, I even though I've got five, you know, five guys, there I can make a squad of elites and then i can t- i can make two you know hq mm. and elite characters out of them yeah. as well which is really cool so that's uh that's but again that's for a rainy day yeah the box yeah. has gone away <laughs> you know it's hidden with my nuts like the squirrel <laughs> that i am and <laughs> put away what else uh well so yeah i've not done i've not really done much i said from putting mm. stuff together or painting things i have actually saying that i have started building my necron warriors Ooh, so for that nice. thousand pint thousand pounds thousand points of necrons i'm not spending a thousand pounds on necrons um a thousand points i've started building the warriors so they're just they're just a bunch of legs at the moment so i'm that's on my desk ready to do hopefully tomorrow if i can find the time uh what else what else have been right so what else have i been buying i like you i've pre-ordered soul wars hooray Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um looking forward to that i've also pre-ordered it with the general's handbook 2018 because yep. I think I'm going to need that, and like you, oh, yeah. Malign Sorcery, I'm going to wait. Um, <laughs> we can do a whole episode another day. On that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that's that's what I pre-ordered. I've also pre-ordered the Soul Wars novel that's coming out with it because oh, it's yeah. by Josh Reynolds, who yeah. we've been just talking mm. about. So really looking um, forward to that. Yeah. God, I'd like the preview um, chapter people, of that in uh, White Dwarf was so good as well. Yeah, and that's what yeah. inspired me. I, I sort of gave that a bit of a brief read, and now I really want to read it. And also, mm. I just want to read more Age of Sigma stuff. Um, I, you know, I do a lot of re- like you. I do a lot of reading, but yeah. I find I keep reading a lot of forty k just because there's so much out there. I know Age of Sigma is playing catch up compared mm. to forty k, but I just want more different novels. That's why yeah. I tried to yeah. find. Uh, some certain ones, and which I'm about to go on to actually. Um, so, well, sorry. Um, I've read "By Your Command" by Gav mm-hmm. Thorpe. That mm-hmm. is quite a little short novel, probably twenty, thirty pages. It's quite a unique one. Uh, it just caught me by surprise because I sort of I just spotted it and I thought, oh, I'm going to go give that one a go. Basically, it's mm. you're in it's 
about a Castellan robot who yeah. is on a Warlord Titan um, fighting Chaos. Yeah. It's really cool. So you're in the mind of a Castellan okay. robot. Yeah, yeah. And you and it's all about commands and stuff. And, he, and basically, mm. without spoiling too much, he almost becomes one with a data smith, you know, who okay. obviously give them their commands. Yeah. And then yeah. there's, it ends up being this sort of weird AI sort of thing going on where he's basically saying, you know, but what is real? But what what is consciousness? And things like that, as well as blowing mm. the crap out of... Uh, uh, Chaos Space Marines. <laughs> so it's, yeah. it's a it's a cool little novel, actually. Like I said, it's only a okay. short one, yeah, uh, but really cool. Um, what else? I have finished listening to Devastation of Baal, mm. um, which is one of the best novels I've. Well, I say li- I listened to it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> slash read. Yeah, it is. It is brilliant. It is mm. a brilliant novel, actually. And anyone that's on the fence about checking it out, do it. Devastation of Baal will make you appreciate the Blood Angels a lot more in a lot of ways, and you get to see a lot of their successor chapters involved, like um, the Knights of Blood and the Flesh Terrors and, and chapters like that. Nice. And it's, it's, it's just done really well. It's just a, such a good book. The problem is, I'm then starting to look at Blood Angels. Same problem. I'm like, oh no, <laughs> stop doing it. <laughs> stop bouncing oh, around. Man. So, no, I, was, I had to, I had to, I had to. You know, I was almost given in to the black rage, and I didn't, luckily. <laughs> so, the black rage of buying. Yeah. <laughs> so, I didn't. Oh, my God. So, but yeah, it's it's definitely a good book, a fantastic book, actually, to mm. check out. Um, I mm. Audiobooks-wise, I'm now started listening to A Thousand Sons from the Horus Heresy. So, mm-hmm. that's the next in my to-do, which is book, I think, 12, I think. Uh, so far, so good. Uh, on that, I'm, I'm only a few chapters in, so I haven't really got much to say on that. Um, the next lined up for that, from a audiobook point of view, is I've got the next Realmgate uh, book, which is number five, which is Call of Archaeon, which mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to because I, he, you know, he's 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 my boy. I like <laughs> Archaeon. He's um, I, I used to love him back in the day. And I've always loved him now. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that and having a bit more of that side of things. Because, like I said, the last mm. novel, which was number four, which is The Hammers of Sigma, I believe, it's, it's it, it, unfortunately, it went back to the Stormcast versus, you know, versus Corn again. And it got a bit, oh, because the, the first couple of books are like that. Then the middle ones are really good, like we were saying about where, you know, the Sylvan Ether involved Nurgle. Yeah, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And then it goes back to being corn again. It's like, oh, you know, just it gets a bit, you know, mm. samey again. So I'm hopefully thinking that that number five will mix up a bit. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, what else? I also got um, the uh, novel that we're going to cover hopefully soon, um, mm. which is Imperator. In a month or so. <laughs> yeah, in about a month. Yeah. <laughs> Once we get Soul Wars out of the way. Um, <laughs> Imperator Wrath of the Omnissiah, which is yeah. by Gav Thorpe again. Uh, it's a book about being, you know, Warlord Titan, etc. Mm-hmm. So I'm really looking forward to that. And like I said yeah. the plan is that Cameron and I are going to talk about that in a few episodes' time. <laughs> Look forward if to that. We live. Uh, if we live through next episode. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if once we get through the Soul Wars marathon, as it's now trademarked. Mm. We'll uh, we'll see. Hopefully, if we can do all these other episodes we want to do. <laughs> if not, we just like I said, we just collapse in a sweaty heap in yeah. our podcast rooms. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And lastly, book-wise, I've bought a few paperbacks as well. They're here on, on my desk. I've bought uh, Ashes of Prospero, which is the next in the Space Marine Conquest series. It's basically the one after Devastation of Bal and before War of Secrets. War of Secrets uh, is out now, I believe. Yeah, it just uh, came out today. Yeah, it's basically where the it's the next of Dark Angels novels where the Primaris Marines team up with them, mm. which will sound very interesting. Yeah. Uh, I, talking of Grey Knights um, from earlier, I've also bought Sons of Titan, which I think is a little compilation of Grey Knight short stories where yeah. they're basically dealing with um, Nurgle, which will be cool. And the last paperback that I bought is Overlords of the Iron Dragon. Which is not a martial arts film; it's a novel about <laughs> about the Dwarden. So about the, sure? uh, the car- so yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll find out. I haven't read it yet. I'm, I'm, there may be some martial arts Dwarden in there. I don't know, but we'll see. <laughs> so yeah, it's mainly been buying books this yeah. month. So hey. yeah, that's that's been it. Reading's cool, kids. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's what we do, and it, sometimes I'm, that sometimes that's what I'm in the mood for. Sometimes mm. I'd be like, yeah, I could, I could start building, you know, miniature X. That's not a real thing, by the way, anyone. Miniature um, X. X. Um, <laughs> it's just a Terminator, <laughs> but the lightning claws aren't out, and it goes snick, and the lightning claws come out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so sometimes it's good to, re- and, and to be fair, with with my job, I often zone out and listen to audiobooks, so it's mm. it's an easy way to get through this sort of stuff. So yeah, yeah, that's that's been the hobby stuff, I think, from Excellent. my end. Um, yeah. So I think we'll take a break now, as always. And then when we're back, we're going to see what the news has in store for us. Back soon. And welcome back. It's news time, everyone. Hooray. Let's talk about the news. Um, We've got a few things to talk about. I said it's been a bit quiet because obviously there's some little release happening as of next week. Um, don't know what that's all about. Soul Wars? Um, <laughs> so, but there's a few things to talk about. Uh, let's start with Black Library Live. So, yeah, yeah. I think about, a week, it was about this time last week, mm. there was a event on where they obviously shown some of the future releases that are going to happen, um, So, which obviously got us excited because, we, like mm. we just said in the uh, hobby section, we like reading, <laughs> and so should you too. So... Let's talk about what's uh, coming out. So the the first thing they mentioned was mm-hmm. um, for fans of the Gotrex and Felix novels, which I personally haven't read. And you said, Cameron, you've sort of you've read a few a bit of it, haven't uh, you? I, I've read like all the early ones. I've not read like the later ones. I should get around to it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I must I must do it actually as well because. I've always heard good things about these. Just, mm. just never oh, yeah. felt the time to to read them. So, yeah. So they've announced uh, Realm Slayer, which is a yeah. audio drama box set. That supposedly. sounds fancy. Yeah, don't mm. know what they do. I, I guess maybe you get a little box and it's just got Brian Blessed's head in it, and he narrates the entire <laughs> thing to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also to go along with this, they put out some very fancy art of Got Treks mm. as well. Yeah, yep. who looks very, very badass. Yeah, um, it's almost like he's nicked some armor from the Stormcast. Yeah, yeah, it does a little. I, I can't. I, <laughs> I really, I really like the new art. It looks very nice. I miss his old axe. I can't. Rem- I don't know exactly what happened to the old axe. It was perfectly good. I miss his eye patch. Um, and also he seems <laughs> to have gotten like taller. 
Like he has actual legs Yeah, I was now. thinking that. He looks quite tall, actually. <laughs> he has actual legs but now. Yeah. <laughs> Got Trex is back in the mortal realms. Yeah. To um, kick some Felix. ass. Absolutely. Has so to find Felix, it. who he thinks has been reforged as a Stormcast attempt. That'd be really weird. That would be weird. But I, I suppose <laughs> it makes sense. Only anyone can be, you know, forward, yeah. reforged, can't yeah. they? So we yeah. were saying that, I think, last episode, when it was Cetra. Was supposedly, mm. you know, Except the uh, totally be a stormcast eternal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why not? So that uh, can happen. This can happen as well. Yeah, totally. um, I don't think they've given m- many dates with any of these books so far. So it's just stuff no. that you're going to see at some point, maybe Sometime this year, year. starting next year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's it. Let's just put a global within a year. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what's the next one we've got? Um, um, you've got Hamilcar, Champion of the Gods. Yep. Uh, which yep. is another Stormcast Eternals novel by David Geimer, mm-hmm. um, which I think it looks looking at it is a character that I presume has been in some short short stories yeah, and uh, they're doing yeah. a full length novel. Um, so the so in that anthology book I had, it had the same Stormcast Stormhost, the Astral Templars in it, uh, fighting the Skaven. I can't remember if Hamilcar was actually in that one, um, but. Yeah, they're, they're sort of like the Space Wolves guys. They're all ex-hunters and things like that. Yeah. Uh, so they got all these totems and trophies. I saw, slight divergence on the Age of Sigmar subreddit, someone who's already started doing a really good conversion uh, to fit the art they just put out. Um, oh, nice, already. Oh, yeah, fantastic. yeah. It's ridiculous how fast some people work. <laughs> <laughs> I know some people just on it, sorry. Right? They, they just look at the, the picture, don't they? Go, I'm mm. on it, don't worry. Yeah, yeah. Oh man! Wow. So um, yeah, so talking of Stormcast, you've mm-hmm. also got from Josh Reynolds, which is quite yep. convenient because yep. it was something you were talking about earlier, which is Play Garden. Is yeah. the sequel Hallowed Knights Black Pyramid? Oh. Whereas they, they've done they've done with the uh, with Nurgle. They're going off to see what Nagash <laughs> is up to. Yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to this. Like, uh, not finished Play Garden yet. If it's the end's as good as the current bit, really looking forward to the end of it. Really looking forward to what happens next. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Cool. Get to That's go next to one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like you so said, you know, they, they got bored. They, let's let's take a break. Let's let's mm. try a different realm. Yeah. So, <laughs> right. So that's from what I believe the Age of Sigmar ones. So yeah, yeah. let's go to 40k. So next you've got the next in the Gaunt's Ghosts uh section which is the anarch is the next mm-hmm. one it's the yep. the final book of the victory story arc admittedly shame <laughs> to say like i've a never read of these books yeah <laughs> well that's the thing i've never read any of gaunt's ghosts either i'm, I'm mm. unfortunately i must say because again i know they're held in very high regard mm. so uh, have you read any of them i don't think so no um i've the only commissar related stories i will ever read are the commissar kane ones because he's the best um yeah (laughs) yeah you said that before actually yeah commissar kane is amazing um but yeah no i've not read gaunt's ghosts i probably should i keep hearing amazing things about it so Mm -hmm. when when we have time Yes, as always, um, time. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so for fans of Gaunt's Ghosts, you've got another novel coming up. Uh, Mm -hmm. Right, so what else we've got? We've got Celestine, the Living Saint. Now, that'll be interesting. Yeah. um, Because I I always find that there's not much said about her as a character. Mm. You know, everyone sort of knows little bits about her, but not... I don't think she's had any novel devoted to her or she features so, no. highly in another novel um mm. don't know 
So that'll be interesting. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely going to mm-hmm. check that out. Um, and very excitingly, there's going to be a next uh, one in the Dark Imperium. Hell yeah. Uh, which is Plague War. So you've got the Ultramarines uh, facing off against the Death Guard, as, mm-hmm. as you would imagine. So that's uh, Rebute Gilliman yeah, yeah. against uh, his brother Mortarian. So yeah, that'll be really I'm cool. Really looking forward to that. I I want mm. there to be an upset. I want I want dear old robot to get his uh get his ass handed to him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, again. <just> like, <laughs> well, like yeah, but like it's what no one would ever expect. He's got the sword that kills all the demons it touches. He's got the emperor sword. You know, he's back. He's better than ever. But I just want Mortarian to sweep in and just kick his ass. Yeah. No, just do I, it. I agree with you actually because <laughs> I, I don't I don't I don't want him obviously to kill off no. Gilliman, but always have a seat. <laughs> <laughs> just, just give him a beatdown. Just t- yeah. also not just a physical beatdown, but like mm. get the mm. Ultramarines to have a bit of a beatdown as well. Yeah, not that I've got anything against Ultramarines. Just no, I think no. that it just it would just be good that they're not always winning mm. <laughs> and, and yeah. always saving the day. It'd be good if they take a beating, but mm. not too much of a beating. But and then obviously the next novel will you know swing it have back in resurgent. their favor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be really so, good. That'd be cool. Yeah, definitely looking forward to that. <laughs> Especially the standard, the first one, Dark Imperium, was mm. a very good novel. So, yeah, cool. Um, your orcs are now getting some <laughs> some uh, novel treatment as well. So you've yep. got the Prophets of War coming out. Yep, yep. Which sounds really cool. Um, I think it's an audio drama. Looking at yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, you, actually, because this is this is about the um, Red Suns, who are kind of speed freak orcs. What would be really cool for this would be like just a Sons of Anarchy style <laughs> drama, <laughs> just with orcs instead of <laughs> <Yeah>. bikers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm thinking Mad Max here. Mm, so yeah, mm, yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> right. Uh, next is the next uh, segment is the Rise of the Inari, which mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to because I loved the first novel, which was Ghost Warrior. That was really cool. Give you a really good insight into the Inari. Uh, the next one is going to be called Wild Rider, uh, which is uh, another one by Gav Thorpe. Yeah, uh, I'm really I can't wait for that. That's yeah, you know yeah. you know like how you are with Plague Garden, and you're looking forward <laughs> to the next one, Black Pyramid. Yeah, that's yeah. that's one for me. I can't wait for the next of the Inari yeah. ones because I was oh, so yeah. impressed with the first novel. So, yep, bring it on, please. I want more. <laughs> um, and then lastly is you the next one is uh, from aaron dembski bowden yeah yeah is the emperor's spears which look really cool i love mm. that artwork that they've done yeah. for that which i'm assuming yeah. is going to be the cover or inspired by oh it. yeah um, emperor's spears are a really cool little chapter actually they're very mm. they, they live on a like a, an ocean world they're sort of they're oh, they're even okay. their um artwork like they're you know they're on their pauldrons mm. is like a is like a trident with a skull. They're sort of like a you know like a Poseidon esque yeah, yeah. <laughs> themed uh, chapter, which is really cool. So that'll be I think that'll be really interesting. Mm. And like I said, if you check out the artwork, it is badass, very much yeah, so. Yeah. Right. So that's the forty k ones. Um, mm. Then there's a few Horus Heresy ones coming out. So for the Primarch series, uh, which is actually very good as well. Mm. Uh, the next one is Korax, Lord of Shadows. That'll be interesting because I think yeah. he's one of those Primarchs that doesn't get that much attention. Well, to me, yeah. do, I'm going off tangent here, but there's a few mm. Primarchs that I always find, I feel like I don't 
know enough about or see much yeah, about. Korax yeah. is one of them. Khan is another. Definitely um, Khan. <laughs> um, Conrad Kurz as well, to a degree. Yeah, like, there's, um, a lot of, know, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of interesting stuff for Kurz, but, like, you have to go looking for it. It's not as mainline as a lot of the others. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's what I mean. Is There's a few there's a few Primarchs that don't get the attention as much as some of the others do. Mm, um, yeah. You know, we know we all love Fulgrim and, and, one, and <laughs> ones like that. And, you know, there's obviously Mortarion Magnus and and mm. people like that. So, yeah, it'd be nice to, to see what Korax is like from this mm. perspective. So, yeah, that'd be interesting. Uh, next, you've got uh, Heralds of the Siege, mm-hmm. which I believe is a little compilation of Tales yeah. from the Heresy sort yeah, of thing because yeah. they did yeah well tale, tales tales of heresy was the was book 10 i believe and that mm. was a combination of little short stories about seven of them i think whereas this one's got about 16 in it so that'll be cool um yeah, yeah. i hope it's a bit better than tales of heresy because i think i said before that that was a very hit and miss collection of short stories they were either fantastic mm. or quite mundane so okay. uh, hopefully the yeah. standard of this one will be a little bit better <laughs> Right, so what else we got? Um, I think the the Titan last Death. one, that's it, Titan yeah. Death. Uh, that's coming in December, according to this. Mm. So that'll be... So <laughs> um, does it give much information? Not uh, much. It's, it's about Titans and there will be death. Um, it's coming yes. in December. <laughs> <laughs> this one's got a rough release date, I guess. Yeah, at last. <laughs> <laughs> and also it says mm. in December you've got the updated version of Visions of Heresy. That'll yeah. be really good. I've got I've got the original one on my shelf. I can oh, see it right man. here now. I bought That's that years awesome. ago. I've still got the shrink wrap on it. <laughs> I've never wow. never got around to you know. I feel True like I don't want to item. take it off. Yeah, oh, yeah. it really like, is. I got it in London years ago. <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm just keeping it there. So there, yep, there's an updated version. Um, and the last sort of main bit regarding Black Library is they've mm. said Warhammer Horror coming in 2019. Yeah. That's going to be cool. Which, I'd be intrigued yeah. now they do that. I'm I'm really interested. Like from my personal perspective, they did a lot of good horror in Fulgrim, the Horus Heresy book. But I have yep. different tastes in horror to a lot of people. Like a couple of people in Discord went, "No, that's just squick," and I'm like, I-, "I mean, fair enough." Horror for me is that really creeping sense of unease that something's wrong. And I thought the book did that quite well. But I'm agree. looking forward to like if this is their focus in a book, I would really like to see how that goes down. We get some really cool stuff. <laughs> hmm. Exactly. So yeah, they've not said much more than that. Just some horror stuff is coming in 2019. So yeah, that'll be really. You... Actually, from memory, sorry, mm. I was going to say from memory. Go for it. You know the 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 regarding the Black Library, there was that submission window where you could mm. write your own little short story and submit it, and you know, yeah, potentially yeah. Um, look to publish it or put in a collection to publish it. I should say. <laughs> um, they they I think they were when they were talking about the different themes. Mm. that you could try. I think horror was one of the prominent ones, actually. Okay. So I'd be intrigued to know if that has a connection. <laughs> like, they're going to yeah. maybe do, like, take all the, the horror short stories mm. that people yeah. have done and put a little collection out, so... Mm. Uh, see, see, my thought was, what if it's just their take on classic Hammer horror, and it's just, like, Rise <laughs> of the Wolfman, but it's 40k? <laughs> yeah, Rise of the Wolfen. <laughs> it came from the Black wolves. Realm Gate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so if you've got any uh horror film suggestions regarding uh, warhammer <laughs> send them in to us <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> cool oh, so man. yeah so that was um black library live so mm-hmm. some good stuff some really good stuff coming out of that uh right so next bit of news is do you want to have a look at this one cameron oh, it's the 
That's got to signify the, something. <laughs> oh yeah, the uh, the real Hammer Horror is yet to begin. Um, because we've got more ghosts. Um, Ooh. yeah, no, they uh they reveal the Mortark of Grief, and she is beautiful. Um, <laughs> in her own way, yes. Oh yeah, uh, it is a lovely model. I really like it. It looks really cool. It's uh, it's just basically a big ghost flanked by two banshees, wreathed in these sort of rose vines, carrying stuff. It looks really cool. Probably mm-hmm. going to be hell to put together and hell to paint, but whatever, <laughs> yep. fine. Um, so yeah, she is she is the newest Mortark, sort of created to lead the legions of the Nighthorn, and she is Lady Olinda, who was a plotter and schemer in life, who showed false grief to improve her standing, but now that she's dead, her punishment for that is to feel real grief all the time. Um, apparently... Uh, her misery is so deep and black, it projects from her in vast, deadly waves. So I'm feeling like an aura effect of negative bravery, maybe mortal wounds, who knows? Mm, it'll be, yep. it'll be really interesting. Um, there, there's still, there's still a Nighthaunt hero who hasn't been revealed. So I'm really interested to know more about that last one. Uh, we, mm-hmm. we're pretty sure we know their name from the General's Handbook leaks, but I can't bring it to the fore of my mind right now, so, uh, forget about it. But, um, there's, there's just the, like this. This really exemplifies the thing of we've seen so much stuff for Age of Sigma two for Nighthaunt and Stormcast alike. We still know like only half of the stuff that's coming. Yeah, there's that's so the much thing. more it's, left. That's a scary thing. <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah. It's just yeah. It, it's it's gonna. I don't know what they're gonna do. That's that's the exciting yeah. part of it. They're just gonna they're gonna drop some more stuff. I know they've got some stuff hidden away. Oh yeah, ready to oh, yeah. drop on us. Mm. Ah. Cool. All right, yeah, right. That, that, that's so cool. <laughs> indeedy. Uh, next thing is Adeptus Mechanicus new rules because yeah. people wanted it. People you wanted, wanted transports. It. You got a transport. <laughs> Absolutely. You've got your Terax pattern termite assault drill. Can you imagine cool. uh, little Timmy going into a store and saying, <laughs> uh, "Mummy, um, can I have a new model?" And she's like, well, "Which one do you like?" Um, could I have and put, write this one down? Terax pattern termite assault drill. Mm, <laughs> would you rather have a bike instead? Because uh, <laughs> it, so yeah. it just makes me chuckle. Because when I was a kid yeah. and um, I was writing out my Christmas or birthday lists, and yeah, I was you know yeah. when I was collecting Warhammer, I'd be writing it down for my mum. And you know when you like, you can tell them your mum's gone into the local games workshop and go, mm. um, yes, all this stuff, please. <laughs> they just hand the you know hand this list to the shop <laughs> assistant because they like they have no idea what any of this means. So I was yeah. saying, wow, that is a hell of a name. Oh but, yeah, uh, yeah. It rolls off the tongue. Um, yeah, th- this is really cool. Um, it dropped what a couple of months back. From Forge World, I think. Yeah, within the last month or so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's basic. It's just a big drill. It's a drop pod, but it comes from below, not above, uh, as they so astutely pointed out on the Warhammer <laughs> <Yeah>. side. <laughs> um, yeah, and like Admech have had to foot slog it for the entirety of this edition. So hey, they get to they get to ride around in their fancy drill now. Good for them. Um, I think I think what they've done is they've taken it literally with the Scutari because they can literally mm. walk forever. Because yeah, cause they're ro- yeah. you know because of their robotic parts, mm. they it says in the law they can literally just keep walking. That's why they. I'm saying, yeah. well, that's just lazy, like lazy that they thought. <laughs> oh, let's not bother giving them transports yeah. until now. Let's just make them. Let's they can walk, so let's make mm. them walk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, thing, so yeah, they've got. It's pretty cool. Yeah, carry on. 
It's pretty cool. It's actually, it's a transport that's not bad in melee, which is confusing. No, I noticed that. Because, what, it's undamaged, it's got six attacks at weapon skill four plus, striking at strength 14, AP negative four, three damage, which is actually pretty yeah, good. that's really good. Like, <laughs> you know, it comes with some guns, you can put different guns on it to sort of customize it how you want. It, it's it's a cool transport. Um, yeah. 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 Cool. And they've also done the rules for the other miniatures that were released, which is the Skek... How do you pronounce that? Secutari Hoplites? Secutari, <laughs> Secutari. Hoplites, <laughs> yeah. yes. And, and Peltast as well. Peltast. So, yeah, these yeah. are like the, the Titan Guard, I think, is their yes. official title, yeah. which is cool. Basically, yeah. They Their, their <laughs> miniatures look amazing, actually. Oh, yeah. They look really cool. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they look very similar to the Skutari Vanguard, and mm. I think from what I can see, they, like you said, back in the, when they were part of the, uh, Legio, also the, um, Legio Titanicus. Yeah. They, like I said, yeah. they're the ones that, uh, seek targets of flesh and bone that would attempt to harm the great God machines. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's what they do. That's pretty And cool. they look cool. They're yeah. Nice. They're nice. They're it's a good tougher. That- they got some involves, that kind of stuff. So they're cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's good that uh, GW are doing this. That you know mm. they, they are throwing the rules out because why not? You know, ultimately they yeah. can still exist. It you know even though they were obviously meant for you know thirty k and things like that. Whatever. It's just you know it's whatever. Oh, good. Yeah. The good models. Yeah. Let them let them be. Um, exactly. I mean, speaking of which, Games Workshop has listened once again and said they have. Oh, you guys were were mad that we didn't include rules for Renegade Knights in the in the Imperial Knights Codex. Well, it's called Codex Imperial Knights, you fools. So here, have a free <laughs> index. Have a free index, just letting you stay up to speed. Just God bless it. It's, well it's done, lovely. GW. Yeah, let's let's applaud that. Good on them. <laughs> it's a free index. It, mm. You know, it's about six pages. They dropped it yeah. in the last day or two uh, from mm. this recording, and. Yeah, it's it looks really cool. And do you know what? Actually, I was I read online, which I'd be interested to see what you think. That mm. there's there's quite a few people that most people obviously were very praising of this, and you think, well, yeah, yeah of course, yeah, you know, free rules. Some people weren't, <laughs> and and I was thinking, why? Why are people not happy with this? And then some people have sort of said online that they're a bit unhappy that it's just yet again GW just taking at the Imperial version and sort of skinning it. With the you know, with the yeah, chaos, yeah. well, with the chaos skin, and I was yeah, thinking, but that's yeah. that's how it is anyway. That yeah. ultimately, that's what chaos is. It's you know, especially when it comes <laughs> to the marines and the mechanical side mm. of things, i.e., not yeah. the demons. Mm. They're literally former imperial soldiers, yeah. yeah, that are now converted to chaos. So they are going to mm. have <laughs> similarity. You know, it's a bit of a Look, weird criticism. Yeah, I it. Uh, I, I mean, like, I see, I see where they're coming from. Like, I can, I can understand how someone would feel that way. But from my point of view, this is nothing but good. We are getting stuff for free. Um, and <laughs> yes. yeah, like, I mean, like, yes, yes, it's a reskin of Imperial Knight stuff, but that just opens it up for everyone. Everyone has access to this now, you know, like Chaos plus Imperium is like 80% of the player base, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, true. true um, <laughs> no, I'm sorry, Xenos players, <laughs> but it's true. Um, <laughs> uh, but like, it, you know, it is it is this sort of, you're given carte blanche to do what you do. People are already doing Renegade Knights, of course. They have their own entry in one of the indexes on their own, but like, they've released all these 
brand new, really cool kits, and I've already seen people have done chaos conversions on like Bolter and Chainsword for Armagers and things like that. And like, yep. th- this is Games Workshop going. We know the community is going to do this. We want to encourage this. This is like the new the new Games Workshop stuff that has been constantly surprising and delighting me for like the last six months uh, as I've been getting back <laughs> in the hobby. It's like I, I remember a time when Games Workshop would look at you and go, "Is that a non-standard part on your conversion?" Mm. Mm. Uh, <laughs> get out mm. we don't encourage this kind of thing things should look exactly like how we want them. no they, they were never quite that strict but yeah it's like they never really what well, they did and then they had a rough patch where they didn't really support this kind of open creativity in the community and this is what that is it's like we know you guys are out there making these awesome nights for chaos and go, go nuts have like actual proper rules these are again these are Sure, it's like an eight-page thing. It's been thrown together within the last month, but it's cool. It's for free. You can do interesting yeah. things. Like we've not lost the cool options for Renegade Knights, where you can like you don't have set loadouts. Uh, so, like regular Imperial Knights, like come in the different variants. You just get Renegade Knight, mix and match your weapon arms, things like that. That's always cool. Um, you can mix and match Armagers in squads in um Renegade Knights, which is interesting. You can have like a squad with a Warglaive and a Helverin in it. Nice. Which is, I'm not sure what the tactical benefit there is, but I I can see someone doing that just to, like, (laughs) confuse the enemy or something. I don't even know. Um, (laughs) It's chaos. It's chaos. We'll let them off. It's all chaos. And, like, it's not very fleshed out, which I think might be where people are coming from in this sort of attitude. It's like, they they maybe I'm I'm trying to see like the best in people's size in this. I'm like I think these people mm. want something done well and done properly and something really fleshed out. And they might just be annoyed because this is three data sheets and like you know a sheet of uh, a page of law and a page of mm-hmm. one warlord trait, one relic, and two stratagems. And like I understand how you feel, but like this is. From a gameplay point, it's really opening things up. Renegade Knights are getting the same benefit that Imperial Knights got in their brand new FAQ, which is command point benefits. So if you take a attachment with one knight, uh, one big knight, I should say, in it, you get the normal plus three command points. If you take three or more, you get plus six command points for your super heavy. So Imperial Knights don't have to take a battalion of guard anymore to get command points, which is good. Um, (laughs) Hooray! Yeah. (laughs) And it's the same if you want to run a Renegade Light list. Like, like before, I couldn't see someone doing just renegade knights as their entire army. Like, it was no, not. I agree. It was not structurally feasible within the current detachment rules. And it was like, oh, I spent all these points. I've got my two detachments of like one has three chaos knights and one has one chaos knight, and like I have three command points to rub together between my fingers and no <laughs> stratagems to use except the re-roll one dice per phase stratagem. Like, ah. Oh, no, they're, give, they're giving you options. They are openly supporting conversions. They had some really great conversions on their website. Um, I really liked the Dominus class night where they replaced the, the cannons with the Zinch sorcerers. On That's the top. amazing. That was so yep, good. We were saying earlier. And it's just yep. like, 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 I, I, I really want to, I want to reach out to the moon and say, I understand why you feel a bit ripped off. Like, if you really want something unique chaos wise, that's a big stompy vehicle. You can, if you so desire, go to Forge World. They have interesting things. They've got Decimators. They've got all the Chaos Contemptors and things, which I guess are just reskins of regular Contemptors. But there's different Demon Engines. There's the Exalted Greater Demons, which 
probably not worth it on some of them. I'm just looking at that 888-point bloodthirster and going, hmm, is he <laughs> is he more than twice as good as a regular bloodthirster for about 300 points? I don't know, but there 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 is more unique stuff out there. I mean, like, if you play Corn and you don't want to don't want Renegade Knights, you get a lot of skulls. I don't know how good it is, but it looks great. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but there, there are I, options it, out there, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. I think that it's, like I said, to me, it's a positive thing. I, I think in an ideal world, I lo- would have liked the Renegade part to be in the actual codex in the first yeah. place, if yeah. I'm being real, real picky. I'm mm. not criticising them for it. I just think, you know what, I've got my Imperial Knights codex. It would have been nice if there was that, you know, this literal six mm. pages was in there, so you haven't got to have to have a separate thing as well. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> that's that's just being ultra picky at the end of yeah. the day so i'm not um, gonna go any more about yeah, that yeah, but yeah. i i i think like i said it's a great thing it's encouraged like you said it's encouraging people to kit bash to convert it's it's just giving another option i hmm. think that you know again see it as a positive that they're actually willing to do it um i'm like i said i'm I, do you think that they sort of thought it thought of it as an afterthought or do you think that they sort of thought oh oh damn we forgot to include that or you know like you know because i i just find it because of how quickly they've turned Mm. it around which again to me is a good thing but you think were you know was it something they were conscious of but obviously the you know the codex was too far down the line and thought oh we're gonna have to follow up with this i don't know yeah i think this for me feels like something like we've done our imperial knights codex it's done we've sent off the plan to the printers printing company in china or wherever it is and it's like and then they looked online it's like wait Everyone loves Renegade Knights too. <laughs> we should probably work on a supplement for that. Um, and also, I think it's it's a matter of theming, like um, because 40k is becoming a bit more Age of Sigma, and Age of Sigma's big thing is everything is split down into sub factions completely. So exactly, yep. the like it would not, and also like it wouldn't make a ton of sense to have codex knights and then like i don't know I, I guess you could do like a cool cover where like one side is artwork of a chaos knight the other side is the artwork of the of the imperial knight like split down the middle that'd be really cool but like there, there is a lot of flavor and lore for imperial knights on their own and like they deserve the attention that a full codex gets them and like you could easily say the same for like trader knights which we might get a trader knights codex down the line um like, I, I feel like it was less of an afterthought and more of a, this doesn't quite fit here for how we like to do things, but we also want to put something out there so people don't feel left out. And so yeah. they sort of knocked something together, but like, I don't know, my, my ideal world, you spoke of your ideal world, my ideal world is that somewhere down the line in the next, uh, let's say two years, shall we say, um, we move away from the Forge World Index for Renegades and Heretics, and Games Workshop just releases the big fat book, Codex Renegades and Heretics, that covers everything that's not a heretic studies. And it's all yeah. in one book. It's, you know, Trader Guard, Trader Vehicle Squads, Trader Knights, and everything in one big, juicy chaos book. It'd be really cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> juicy chaos book. <laughs> mm, delicious. Yeah, mm, that chaos. Mm. Uh, <laughs> put it on the barbecue. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's what corn would do anyway. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Chuck another no, I, I totally agree with you. 
exactly. No, I agree with you. I think that that would be a sensible move. And, and like you said, maybe it's something they will do because Forge World is a, in a bit of a funny place at the moment at mm. times where, you know, I like you, because I like the... I almost bought the Imperial Armor book once when, yeah. I, when I went to Warhammer World recently, and I, mm. I, I didn't. But it's a shame that you again. It's a separate book out there. You know, it'd be nice if they sort of tried to consolidate these things yeah. a bit more. Yeah, definitely. Maybe they will. You know, maybe they maybe. will. It's, maybe. You know, let's see. Like I said, let's see if your two-year prediction. We'll we'll talk about <laughs> it in two years' time, and uh, see, <laughs> see if it's happened. <laughs> see you in God. See you in forty-eight episodes when we when we yeah. Get- Episode 57, we'll know. Um. <laughs> exactly. We'll be there. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> the Realm man, Ruin looking, train will keep going. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That'll be good times. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, so I think that's it for the news this week. Like I said, we've mm. had a few nice little bits. Um, so as always, we'll take a quick little break. And then when we come back, we're going to do the main law topic where we're going to talk about the war in heaven from the Eldar's perspective. Uh, no mm. copyright infringement on the Necron version. Um, <laughs> and also talk about why the Eldar fell over. Back yeah. in a bit. And welcome back. It's uh, main law topic time. And we thought we'd cover two little smaller topics all revolving around the eldar which like we said earlier is the war in heaven the eldar's version of it <laughs> and how the eldar the actual you know they're fallen how they are the race they are today because um, yeah. i think for a lot of people these are sort of two things that not everyone knows about you know they mm. know the El- what the eldar are about but i don't think everyone knows about how they Sort yeah, of fell from grace. Yeah, well, like <laughs> in, in a manner of speaking, a lot of people look at them like when they come into the hobby. I'm sure they just go, "Oh, space elves, that's cool." Space elves, and yeah. like if they're not yeah. interested in doing the faction, they might not dig deeper. Like if you've not been interested in doing an elder armor, you might not know about any of these things. So we're no, here to enlighten, exactly. expand your senses. Well, exactly. <laughs> become one will the eldar um or maybe you don't want to do that mm. but uh you are for the next uh next, <laughs> so next section minutes <laughs> exactly but i i think for some people like you said that not everyone knows about it because i think they come across and everyone keeps telling them oh they're a dying race etc mm. etc et but i don't think everyone knows well why are they a dying race yeah you know there's yeah. what actually happened you just presume that something happened but you don't really know about it um and like i said i think with the war in heaven because that's a quite a confusing situation because you've got two events both called the war in heaven i know <laughs> one's like got the eldar version yeah. and the necron version well it's like we've and got mythological with the eldar and they've got factual with the necron version <laughs> Like, exactly it's it's, it's so odd weird. It's, a, it's odd that they that when they were writing things that they decided to call them by the same yeah. name yeah. and, I mean, and I mean, the fact that they're not even connected yeah, as such it's not like the, it's the war in heaven here's the eldar version here's the necron and you know look, looking at it from two sides because mm, you know like in the like for example in the horus heresy books you've got uh, a thousand suns and you've got mm. prospero burns so yeah. you've got the, the thousand suns version and the space wolves version yeah. of the same yeah. story yeah. whereas this is two completely different stories <laughs> just with the same name yeah <laughs> i mean like the, the what name, are you doing games workshop the name fits them both like one's a battle between all the members of the Eldar pantheon or the Eldari I should say mm-hmm. these days and you know one's a fight between the old ones and the gods of the Necron tier so you know war war in heaven works for both it's just they are the, they're in the same setting <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it's so just weird. It, yeah it's as a you know as a uh, 
Warhammer 40k uh, history buff, we're we're struggling <laughs> on this because you know you're going to which one do you oh, mean God. the Eldar one, the Necron one? Well, <laughs> this one, as we said, Eldar version. Yeah, yeah. So we'll start with that. Let's start mm. with the War in Heaven. All right, um, yeah. Because right, so <laughs> let's start. So you're going to learn about some gods now. Yeah. So yeah, got to learn all the, all the Eldar, Eldar gods. <laughs> There, it's, it's very wishy-washy, mm. but first of all, before we start, that, and yeah. that's the same with most history yeah. when it comes to the 40k universe. You know, the further you go back, the further it gets very murky, mm. and this, you know, it becomes a lot of hearsay, it becomes a lot of speculation, which I suppose is not far different to real-life history, yeah. ultimately. Yeah. You know, we're in a situation where people arguing what happened, you know, 2,000 years ago, etc. Mm. So this is no different. So, you know, this is a, take it with a, the proverbial pinch of salt. Mm. So it starts with two gods, which is basically Isha. Mm-hmm. I'm going to call it Isha. Yeah. Again, ignore any pronunciations because <laughs> we'll probably butcher them all. Yeah. Um, and Kernos, which, yeah. so basically these are the, what are considered the parents of the Eldar in mm. the sense that, you know, this is the, uh, the main two well, not the main gods, because that's no. someone else. But the these are the the yeah the progenitors of the Eldar. Yes, that's the way I look at it. So, so Isha is the goddess of harvest and and uh, I, don't, I was going to say reproduction, life. but you know that sort of thing, life yeah. and you know giving, etc. And Kernos is the god of the hunt. Mm. So there you go. So they're the the two. You've also got a god which is the goddess of dreams, mm-hmm. which is uh, Lilith. Yeah, Lilith. Lilith. Should we go for that? Yeah, yeah. something like that. Lilith. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and basically, she predicted that the Eldar would wipe out a certain other god that we should maybe know, which is the god Cain. Yep, everyone no. loves him. Who's the god of? <laughs> everyone loves Cain. He's a, a mild mannered chap at the best of times. Um, Gentle you know, he just soul, just really. does date exactly. <laughs> he likes his poetry and his daisy chains. Um, <laughs> so Cain is the uh, the god of war because mm-hmm. everyone you know every yeah. every pantheon is a god of war. Yep, yep. Um, and that's you know it just goes without saying. Yeah, I feel we should so, point out uh, he, he is very specifically he's definitely the elder god of war. Like he is their god. They worship him um, <laughs> because mm, his reaction point. to the elder will one day wipe me out is I'm going to kill all the elder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's a brilliant way of looking at it rather than you know sort of coming to some sort of compromise and thinking well mm. i don't want to kill all my worships off it's almost like oh. it's like he's overheard the conversation mm. i could just imagine lilith is going to uh, isha and kunas and go um mm. guys um got something to tell you uh i just really weird dream last night um you know i'm the goddess of dreams so yeah, yeah. you know i'm pretty good at things They're like yeah yeah what will happen <sighs> you know your children uh, the mm. the Eldar, yeah. Mm. Um, they they're gonna wipe out Kane, and then you can imagine Kane listening. Go, you what? Yeah, uh, excuse me. Uh, no, 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 nothing. Uh, what did you say? <laughs> he just, I could just imagine him like flipping a table mm. and like a beer going flying. Like you what? <laughs> he just absolutely losing it. Yeah. Um, which ironically does sort of come true when we, which oh, is what yeah. we'll get onto a bit In later. This is what's quite, which is quite funny. Um. So basically, like like Cameron said, mm. that basically he decided to go, right, the only way I'm going to sort this is I'm not going to die, so I'll take them out first. Um, so, <laughs> which is brilliant. Oh, yeah. So Isha obviously didn't want this, you know, this catastrophic war to come about. So well, it, she it went did to... come about. <laughs> 
he just started well, killing well, all of them. Sorry. <laughs> yes, sorry. That's the, it did come about. I meant as in it was getting out of hand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, this is not, um, you know, it's just going to be a, a complete catastrophe. Mm. So she went to uh, Suryan. Is yeah. that how we pronounce it? Asurian. Asurian. Yeah. yeah. Leader of the gods. Yeah. You know, he's in yes. charge. He's the, the, the Zeus of uh, yeah. the, the, the Eldar yeah. gods. He, mm, I don't know if that's a good comparison. <laughs> well, yeah, no, it's probably not really. But Zeus, the most salacious of gods. Um. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's not probably the best. He's, he's, like you said, he's the, he's the leader of the, yeah. the gods. He's, he's the main he's, he's the main one. He's the god of wisdom. Uh. Yes. So yeah, he's not a Zeus-like in that sense. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he's the known as the Phoenix King as well. Mm. So, yeah. so he, you know, like you said, he, he's a he's a very clever chap. Um, so what he decides to do is basically put a barrier mm. between the um, between the gods and the Eldar. Thought, yeah. well, you know, this is the best way to sort it. Cain, mm. you go, you go in that corner. Eldar, you go in that corner. Puts a big wall up and goes right. Mm. Stay away from each other, please. Yeah, yeah, nothing, nothing bad will happen otherwise. Yeah, and that's really, um, that's really cool. Like, um, I've seen a lot of theories. Like, this is why the warp and reality are like separated to a degree. Like, that might be why that is. Mm. It's like it's literally the god went. Okay, we have to go to the warp. You guys can stay in reality. <laughs> We're gonna put a field in there that you should be able to get through. And, like some humans, like I'm gonna make something to break that field. <laughs> A million years yeah. down the line, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I don't want you sending any postcards through either. No, We're not supposed no. to be talking to each Can't other. Talk to each other. Not allowed. No, that's the idea. <laughs> that's the idea of this barrier. No one's talking. So obviously, because of that, Isha and Kernos are just thinking, oh, yeah, but we, this is our children. We've been cut <laughs> off from. You know, I we we love mm. them. We we want to carry on talking to them. Um. So because they were so hating being apart from the Eldar, they thought, right, okay, let's go to Vol. Now Vol is the blacksmith god, mm-hmm. <laughs> I suppose. Yep. Wait, that's that's the best way to look at him. Um so he they, they go to him because, and basically come up with this sort of uh, invention basically using spirit stones mm. to secretly communicate with the Eldar. Yeah. It's um which supposedly is Isha's tears. Yeah. That's what yeah. they say. Represent I don't know much more least. than that. But um, that's, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're, they're a that's, staple of Eldar society now. They power literally everything yes. with them, so it works. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, so it was, you know, it's like, um, so they're secretly, you know, emailing yeah. each other. Yeah, got a little cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, it's like a burner phone. <laughs> Mum, I'm okay. <laughs> we can't talk for long, but I'll be fine. <laughs> Throws it in the bin. So, so they're secretly communicating. Communicating. Mm, yeah. So, Kane finds out. I don't know how he finds these things out. He just um, does. I'm, I'm reading. He's, he's obviously- I'm reading the Lexicon and Wiki, and they've worded it very well. Which is, one day Kane stumbled upon the two as they communicated with the Elder. Which <laughs> <laughs> is like me. He just like opened a door into their room without knocking first, and they're just like spirit yeah. stones falling out of their hands. Like, no, it's not what it looks like. <laughs> 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 oh man! Uh, nothing to see here. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. So yeah. Yeah. Cain. Cain's yes. a tattletale. Cain's a tattletale. It just goes straight to Assyrian, which is odd for the God of War. Yeah. I think would have just started fighting there. It's like, no, no, I'm the bigger man. <laughs> hey, Assyrian, they broke the law. Can I have them? <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, 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 exactly. He just like you said, he he tell he tells on them mm. to the uh, the main god, and you know, but basically, he you know, Assyrian just goes to Cain. Well, okay, you know, they've broken the rules. I, you know, he he obviously feels bad about doing what he's about mm. to do because he understands why they're trying to communicate with the elder because like I said, it is their children, so to speak. So, but obviously to show that he is, you know, main God, you know, mm. he's got to inflict some punishment on him. So he basically hands both gods over to Cain and go, yeah. do yeah. what you want with them. And obviously Cain's just rubbing his hands, you know, cause he's <laughs> a bit of a sadistic bastard. <laughs> so this is the, this is what now constitutes sort of the main, sort of the main part of the, the war of heaven. Yeah. So, um, so he basically tortures them for, that's it, for ages. A I long it's for, time. Well, it's, it's a God long time. time. Yeah. It's God time. Yeah. So it's which like is thousands wish- of years. <laughs> exactly. So they're just taking a beating <laughs> in, and he's, he's, he's enjoying it. Mm. He's doing what, you know, doing whatever he can, that he can think of, whatever comes to mind, you know, mm. he's, you know, thinking of new ways to torture him. So yeah, you know, they're really taking it. So, this is when sort of Vol steps back in at this point, the, uh, I said the, the blacksmith mm. God. So he basically, you know, as well as other gods that are around, they, yeah. because they're not happy with this. No. I mean, come on, Kane, you're pushing this too far, <laughs> mate. You know, this is not fair. They did wrong, but yeah. you know, why are they having to, you know, deal with this for thousands of years mm. and you're mm. just enjoying this. Well, and Kane's like, no, I'm not, you know, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, you it's, are. It's just like, <laughs> It, it, this is the Eldar culture, so it's like you know they're this, ref- this even at this point they're this refined race, and their gods reflect that. Like you know, you've got a smith god of crafting, you've got the mother goddess, you've got a god of the elegant hunt, you've got a god of wisdom and stuff like that. And then there's just mm-hmm. Cain, who is just the really, really angry motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> he really like, is all he the just... time, no matter what. He's he's like corn in a suit, effectively. <laughs> It's like the elegant <laughs> yeah, version. He's, exactly. He's got a big chip on his shoulder. He really just, yeah, he he, enjoy, he enjoys inflicting pain and mm. he's quite a, a scary dude in that sense. So, yeah. So, like I said, all the all the gods are like, you know, don't don't mm. like this happening, but it's only, but Vol is the one that, that sort of steps up and goes and sort of goes, right, come on, come on guys. I'll, I'll, I'll take one for the team now. You know, because you, you guys are all too weak to, to mm. do, you know, because it's like, you can imagine all the other gods are going, yeah, we don't like you torture him. And then Kane's like, you say what? And he's like, nothing. Um, <laughs> carry on. <laughs> so full steps up. And basically, uh, he's, you know, he's unhappy with the level of torture and offers mm. Kane a deal. And he says, look, you know, I, I'm good at making swords and other weapons. And yep. like, well, well, yeah, I'm, at which I'm point a Kane's ears god. prick up. <laughs> Yeah, like like a meerkat. Like, what? Uh, hmm? Um, So, (laughs) pointy thing. Um, So he he basically says, look, I'll make you a hundred of my swords. Um, You know, and let's be honest, my swords are not just any sword. Mm. You know, like my sword, like one of my swords is the equivalent of a thousand normal swords. Mm. You know, so this is... This is like a hundred thousand swords. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you, I'm making in, you a lot of swords. The, if you do them. <laughs> That's a lot of swords. I mean, Kane likes his swords, so mm. understandably he's going to be all over this. So he says, look, give me a year. You carry on torturing them. Which it sounds a bit weird because he's because I was thinking when I was reading this that. Yeah. So rather than it being like a, he pauses and go, right, okay, just, you know, if I don't 
do this in a year's time. You go back to torturing him. No. But it's almost like you can imagine Kane properly ramps it up for this next year. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's like, because he's on the verge of potentially losing them. So yeah, he, yeah. So he's got a year to make these 100 swords. Mm. Um, and obviously, because things aren't boring, no. he, um, he doesn't make <laughs> the 100 swords on time. I don't know how. Obviously, something, he must have been slacking. I don't know if yeah. he took too many breaks yeah. or something. And, um, you know, unfortunately, he only makes 99 of these swords. You know, mm. 99, you've had a whole year, mate, to do yeah. this. But um, only 99 are made. So, you know, because he thinks, look, 99 is still a damn good number. Oh, know, yeah. That's a, that's a lot of swords. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> so that's, that's 99,000 swords, normal swords. So what I'll do is I'll take a normal sword and I'll just mm. slip it in those with those other 100, you know, as part of the yeah. package. Yeah, yeah. Kane won't notice. No, he's like, like he you said, Cam, he's, he's an angry guy. He's the god of war. He's exactly. not the god he's of not... numbers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got, he's got an accountant to do this sort of stuff. You know, don't worry about it. Uh, so he decides to slip in, like I said, this mortal sword. Um, and then obviously the swords get delivered to Kane. Kane is over the moon. He's thinking, mm. God, what I could do with these swords. You know, he's just there. Uh, he's I like, he, he, he's elder. not even counting them. <laughs> <laughs> exactly you can go back to doing what he was originally doing he's thinking look i can just do what i want with these 100 mm. swords happy yep. days yep. um so obviously because the deal has been you know has been made uh isha and kernos uh free hooray yay. high fives all round yeah. yay um but then obviously because Kane seems to find out things, um, as we've just alluded to. Yeah. He then obviously realises that there's a mortal sword that's been slipped in there. Um, it's, which, just, it's just got like a uh, yeah. it's got like a five pound sticker on it. This is like what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, just, it's got like a plastic handle to it. Mm. <laughs> it's a, it's one of those. It's like one of those um, plastic lightsabers. Mm. It like makes a yeah. really, <laughs> it's like a really weird noise. <laughs> Wait a minute. Why is it rattling? <laughs> so uh, he notices because you, you know, cause despite how angry he is, he's not stupid. As mm. we find out, he finds out things yeah, <laughs> for whatever yeah. reason. He's always involved. So he then, obviously, um, as you would imagine, is really pissed off at this point. Oh yeah. So he decides to to chase after Vol, and as per you would imagine, a big war kicks off mm-hmm. uh, between. Mm-hmm between Vol and Kane, And, you know, you've got gar- gods and factions joining on both sides. You know, they're sort mm. of, you know, this, it, it's all kicking off. It's a, it's a, you know, it's a bar room brawl. Yeah. Of, it's a uh, war in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. A very fitting title, as you said earlier, Cameron. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's all kicking off people, you know, fact people are dying, fact, you know, their minions are dying. It's all, all kicking off. Um, and obviously a Syrian, obviously, because he's king, decides not to take a side. He, you know, yeah. he sits on the uh, proverbial fence here. Um, <laughs> but he's starting to feel a bit guilty that mm. he sentenced Isha and uh, Kunos. Yeah, so he's yeah. thinking, oh, you know, what Maybe I've done? This wasn't you know, a good this, idea. If I just slapped, <laughs> exactly. Why didn't I just slap him on the wrist a bit? You know, that would that would have done. You know, I just I just like them. sitting there thinking, like, you know, give Kane an inch, he'll take a dozen heads. <laughs> <laughs> or a, a hundred swords in this case yeah yeah um <laughs> exactly so so in the time while this is all going on vol makes the hundredth sword 
Mm. So, so it's it's a bit frustrating because you think to yourself, well, you still found time to, you know, there's a war going on. You still found mm. time to make this sword. Why didn't you yeah. do it within that first year? But hey, <laughs> you know, we're not judging. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for drama's sake, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be half the story oh, if, no. it, if it didn't. <laughs> so he he makes a sword called uh, Anaris, mm-hmm. otherwise known as Dawnlight, mm-hmm. which is you know Pretty badass cool. name for a sword. Yep, you know. <laughs> he's a god you know they got they got to have good names for their swords oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. so and what he does he makes his sword to use himself against yeah. Kane. yeah you know understandably so um but you know as we find out with Kane, he's 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 difficult to get one over on well so he take <laughs> yeah. isn't he well i mean sorry, he, he's the war god like i understand exactly. you've, got a, you've, got a, you've got a very nice sword your job is making swords. Kane's job is using them. Why do you think <laughs> that this would end well? <laughs> exactly. Right. You know, he's, I mean, the black, let's be honest, a blacksmith is generally going to be good with a sword, but they're not mm. going to be the best with a sword, are they? Because no. I said they're, they spend most of their time making them, not using, using them. them. <laughs> so you're always, you know, you're only going to be a solid, you know, six out of ten mm. <laughs> yeah. you know, when it comes to yeah. your sword fighting skills. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so as you imagine, he takes it the the battle to Kane. Mm-hmm. Kane Wit comes on comes on, you know, as uh, the victor out like, the two of them fighting yep. as yep. as as we would imagine. Yep. So uh, and completely overpowers Vol, yeah. and, and he, he he cripples him as well. Yeah, and just to finish him off, he chains him to his own anvil. <laughs> yeah, which nice. is some nice real one, some real Hephaestus level stuff there. Um. <laughs> yeah. But I, I don't. I wouldn't put it past him. I mean, let's be honest. He's just had the last, You know, he's had thousands of years of doing torturing oh, and butchering yeah. and things yeah. like that. So he's just like, yeah, I know what I'm going to do. Honestly, chain you to your anvil. Vol got off pretty Get light. Let's that. be honest. <laughs> well, exactly. He could have done far worse. So mm. <laughs> yeah, we'll let we'll let him off. Yeah. Um. So the next sort of thing that happens at this point is the the falcon, which is I can't remember how you pronounce this. Falchu. Falchu. Yeah, yeah Falchu. Falchu? Um, again, apologies if, if that's Look, not how it's pronounced. He's... Again, if an El- <laughs> if an Eldar, if a member of the Eldar species wants to write into the show and correct our pronunciation, feel free. Also, can we have like some proof of your existence because we would do really well with that. Um... <laughs> yeah, you were really a space elf. <laughs> Come on the show and we'll, we'll Come interview on the show, you. discuss the fall of the Eldar with us. The fall of the what? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't want to go through it again. So, so uh, yeah, he's basically the, the great Hawk consort and mm. basically takes the sword, Dawnlight, mm-hmm. and gives it to um, Eldenash. Eldenash? Yeah. Yeah. Um, who's basically the great, at this point, the greatest mortal Eldar there is. Mm. Yeah. Um, so... I, which I find a bit odd. So, so what they've done is they thought, right, okay, so one of the gods who's, you know, pretty good, pretty nifty yeah, with the sword, took yeah. on Cain, couldn't beat him. So you thought, right, okay, let's give it to one of the mortals and see if they can do it. I mean, um, I don't want to do it, says Falchu. Someone else has to. It can't be me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You just imagine going to Eldenesh and just saying, like, you're, you're pretty buff. You can, yeah, you can take yeah. this on. Yeah. You know. You can beat Cain in a fight. <laughs> Who? Exactly. Oh, no, no one. You know, you're, not, he's, you're not fighting anyone. It's fine. <laughs> just, just take exactly. the sword. <laughs> exactly. So this sword, you've, it's in the bag. Don't worry. Mm. So he, so they, you know, so they goes to fight Kane and kills him. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. yeah. So Kane's Kane on a roll. Just, 
Kane just breaks that boy in half. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. He's, uh, yeah, he's, yeah, like I said, he's on a roll. He's just, you know, kicking ass, taking names, enjoying it, basically. Yeah. And then at this point, Assyrian just goes, right, enough is enough. I'm ending this war. Mm. No, no more war. Okay. Yeah. I, it's my mistake. This should never have got as far as it, as it did. You know, it's like the dad getting involved. It's like all, all these yeah. kids are fighting and go, Oh <laughs> God, I shouldn't have given you super soakers. Oh, for God's sake. I shouldn't have um, let you promise a hundred swords to your, to your best friend. <laughs> over the street. <laughs> yes, exactly. What was I thinking? Bad oh, parenting. Yeah. So, so he ends the war. Obviously, Kane's had a good time. Mm. You know, he's he's come off the best. Let's be honest. He's oh yeah. You know, he's even you know he's he's enjoyed it. Yeah. So and this is also where so, um, yeah. Kane got his famous title. Um, because like as a reminder of this, so you don't forget that you've mucked up this bad, Kane. Your blood, the blood of that poor Eldar guy, Eldenesh, is always going to be dripping out of your hands. And I'm pretty sure Kane went, okay, yeah, that's cool. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But since then, he became a uh, Kayla Mensha Kane, which is Kane the Bloody Handed, which fair exactly. <laughs> so he's he's done all right. He's he's got you know he's had years of torturing other gods, which he obviously yeah. enjoys. Like I said, he's yeah. got a load of nice swords out of it, mm. and he's got a nice a new title fight. now as well. Yeah, big yeah. fight, nice new he's, title, he's, and everything. <laughs> Everything's yeah. coming up. He's to really Kane. had a good time. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so in in essence, that is the the war in heaven. From yeah. the Eldar's perspective, you know, it's just like I said, it's gods mm. fighting each other, yeah, um, over silly things. But then that's that's what gods do, it's, don't they? If you think it's of always over like, silly things, yeah, yeah, you know, if you <laughs> if you think of like Greek mythology and the Greek gods, they're similar yeah. sort of things, aren't they? They're just oh yeah, having little squabbles, you know, just for the sake of it, um, mm. yeah. Just if they can. I don't. I, I really like this as something that fleshes out the setting because like Eldar are basically the oldest race in the 40k setting like Tyranids notwithstanding we don't know when they kicked off but like no <laughs> yeah it, but it makes sense that the Eldari and the Eldar of all of all people as it were have this vague rich mythological history to them like that mm-hmm. even they aren't sure is completely real like the Eldar themselves can't tell you exactly what their gods are or were like there's all these theories like maybe they were old ones that escaped into the warp yep. to rule over the elder maybe they were psychic constructs of the elder that they used to use in battle that took control of themselves and became gods of their own volition and things like there's well there's all this crazy stuff out there and it's mm-hmm. just this great big pot of mythology <clears throat> and a tale like this is genuine 100 percent straight out of human mythology style stuff it's really cool uh really cements yeah. that feeling for me yeah <laughs> yeah exactly and, and when we get on to the fall of the eldar shortly now you just see you sort of it's like a sort of combination of feeling sorry for them but they're not at the same time there's um, a lot of it, yeah <laughs> you know it depends which way you look at it but they yeah they i mean they, they, they're just they <laughs> well yeah well <laughs> definitely <laughs> but even i mean even their gods are a bit like i said are busy fighting each other and mm. uh, it just they're just it's a they're they're a, a funny race the eldar in general that yeah they're, they're sort of perfectly formed yet immensely immensely flawed at the same time um and, and even their gods are you know because you mm. to be fair if you sort of heard you know the, the war in heaven and you were looking at the chaos gods you you would expect that to a degree you know because they're all trying to do one over mm. each other and 
blah, blah, blah. You know, it's but with the Eldar gods, you sort of expect a bit different because you think, come on, you know, you're a, a race that's supposed to be, mm. you know, perfect in whatever sense of the word that means. Yeah. You know, you, yeah. you know the pursuit of knowledge and perfection and things like that and in higher state of intelligence, etc. So, but even then, they're just having, you know, petty squabbles over things and, you know, to the point where, you know, gods are getting chained to anvils and mm. <laughs> things yeah. like that. It's just, it's just crazy. But it's an interesting story, though. Yeah. Nonetheless, yeah. it's really, really cool. Um, right. Let's talk about the fall of the Eldar, because things just get worse. <laughs> Yay! Yay. <laughs> Long time ago, in the, 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 the year 30,000 or thereabouts. So actually, kind of in the future for us. Um. <laughs> well, yes, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I didn't think of that, really. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. the Eldar are From currently we... fine. The Eldar are currently yes. fine. Guys, you have like 28,000 years to turn this shit around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's all good at the point. We can we we can predict this for you. Mm. It's not going to go well for you in twenty eight thousand years time, approximately. <laughs> uh, but like I said, even even the the you know, the the fall of the Eldar is mm. you know it, it's still a bit murky and fragmented and things like mm. that. I mean this this story um sort of mm. i suppose comes across as a bit more realistic it's you know it feels like this is what actually happened as opposed yeah, to yeah. a an embellished story yeah so, i mean um, uh, i guess the big thing with that is like in universe fiction there are elder that remember the fall of the elder that were like around mm-hmm. for that as opposed to the war exactly. in heaven where no elder is like 65 million years old so yeah, exactly yeah <laughs> there are a few exactly. that are several thousand years old and might have been around for the fall but no no one's buying the the war in heaven as a literal interpretation <laughs> <laughs> so like you said this is so let's 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 set the scene here mm. so like i said it's around the year 30k so yeah. we're not you know so we're not far off you know we're only a, f- a bit off heresy yeah. You know, we're a bit off Marines, you know, Space Marines mm. happening. We're off, you know, the Great Crusade, yeah, yeah. etc. I mean, is yeah, this just is not like long 10 years the before precursor. the Great Crusade, something like that. Exactly. <laughs> so, and like we were saying before we recorded, it's amazing mm. how not long ago this was <laughs> in, the, yeah. in the, you know, in the timeline of the, of Warhammer 40k. It's scary, actually, how not long ago this was. It, mm. You know, the way it comes across is you feel it's similar to the War in Heaven, where it's like 65 million years ago. It's it's just, you know, it's so far no. in the past, whereas this is actually not that long ago in the yeah. grand scheme of things. I mean, it's still like, 10,000 years, yeah. a bit odd, but it's, but, but like, you know, it's still... It's recent enough that it literally affected Imperial history as opposed to just Elder yes. history, for example. Exactly. <laughs> So, yeah, so it's so this is the year it's set in. Um, so from the Eldar's perspective, mm. they're basically at peace at this point, yeah, in the sense that everything they're doing is a you know a place of beauty, they're at, they're at the height of their powers, basically. You know, mm. think they, they're sort of technologically advanced, um, so much so that they're very dismissive of other races that are around at that time. You know, from a you know, humans are literally, I think, at that stage, where. It's in sort of real world. Yeah, yeah, it'd be sort of. I think they said like Egyptian sort of timeline. You know, it'd be you know the time of the you know I don't know something of that sort of level anyway. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're we're way off 
chainswords and bolters and, oh, yeah. <laughs> and last cannons at this point. You know, we're way, way off. So, but you know, they're like I said, they're they're top dog when it comes to the race mm. at this point. Literally, no one else is posing a threat to them. Even the Necrons at this point are not posing a threat because they're basically hibernating in their tomb worlds at this point, mm. um, which is a story for another day. Um, <laughs> you know, so so this is you know, hence why they're so arrogant. You know, they're just they're 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 a peaceful yeah. but. Well, I say peaceful, as in they've got no one ready to fight, particularly <laughs> at this point. So they're, you know, they're, you know, they're, they're sort of at the situation now where, you know, they're, they've got no involvement in labor or things like that. Um, the farming the lands, you know, they, everything's automated, you know, so they're yeah. really, you know, just think of, you know, in, in sort of modern, you know, current world now for us where you know you see people where they're amazingly rich you know Mm -hmm. they've got they're paying people to do all the menial tasks for them and they can use that time to you know paint paintings and yeah um, yeah do do all that sort of stuff that's i don't know yeah that's basically what yeah well yeah we'll we'll never be one of those so we won't know but Mm. yeah that's basically what the eldar are doing at this point they're just you know just thinking right what should i do with my time because i don't have to do the boring stuff like mm. like mow my front lawn or things like that so. <laughs> <laughs> just, so. an El- just an elder with like directing a little wraith lord to like mow the lawn with a little side just- <laughs> yeah it's, you're t- wait a minute you're tall enough go, go do my do my guttering for me please <laughs> uh. so you know also at this point you've got no craft worlds yet they're, they're on the horizon, but you've got no mm. craft worlds. There's no paths of the Eldar at this point because they, no. again, they're not particularly needed. Uh, you know, they're they're basically free to do as they they pleased. You know, they're a lot of them at this point are sort of either either or both a, a, an artist and a scientist. Mm. Really, yeah. that's yeah. sort of probably the best way of looking at them. You know, they're sort of going off basically making the best use of their hyper intelligent mm. minds because yeah, yeah, the Eldar are naturally a very like we said a very intelligent yeah. race. Well, they're, they're also yeah. all psychers as well, I feel we should point yes. out. Which yes, worsens point. the problem. Um. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Makes the, this a, a really bad situation, what's about to come. Uh, you know, and, and off off the back of that, uh, what you just said, you know, the, mm. their spirits are returned to the warp and they're re, you know, to be born again. You know, there's no, mm. you know, the warp itself isn't this, at this point anyway, isn't this chaotic mess, you know, that yeah. they don't want to be in, you know, this, it's a, you know, sort of a bit of a neutral location yeah. for them at this point. So as, as you imagine, probably what rich people do, um, but they start to get a bit bored. Mm. So, you know, basically the pride sort of starts getting the best of them you know so they, you know they're, they're at this point they're craving knowledge and the secrets of the universe you know because yeah. they, they remember they live really long lives as well so they've got all mm. this sort of time on their hands so let's you know let's 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 go explore man let's you know let's let's see what's going on um so you know it's all there to gain and and obviously with that obviously comes the pleasure side of things as well mm. which is yeah the, the big problem that's about well, it, to come down. It gets boring you know, after a while, you know. Well, exactly, you know, you, shake it up. Exactly. You know, when you, you're doing, you know, when you've, you've had a day of paintings and Pythagoras theorem, you know, it's sort of like, oh god, I need to, I need to let loose a bit. Um, where's those whips and chains? Um, <laughs> which is sort of basically where it goes. So, so the the Eldar at this point. You know, you've you've got things like pleasure cults starting to Mm. appear, um, which are basically devoted to different experiences. So you've got like sensual excess, uh, Mm. pain and pleasure and all the, you know, all these 
yeah. X-rated things you could potentially think of, you know, <laughs> on a, you know, mm. violent, sexual, yeah, everything sort I mean, of side, you know, anything that involves... It- it doesn't even need to be X-rated. Like some of them will just be no. like really rad discos, and I'm like, I imagine one where it's just a line of teacups, and each tea has an extra spoon of sugar in it to reach the one at the end. It's like the excess of sweetness. Like that would totally be a thing. That's absolutely something that happened in those cults. <laughs> Welcome to the diabetic cult. Yeah, um, <laughs> where we put a bit of extra sugar in things. Oh, yeah. No, but you're right, though. That is what it is. It's actually not even, like you said, the the, the terror, you know, in quote marks, the X-rated stuff. It's just mm. they're pushing the boundaries of everything. On because everything, why not? Yeah. They've got nothing better to do. To mm. do. And also, the Eldar, their sort of um, tolerance for feeling and emotion mm. and pain and pleasure and all the things you can think of is heightened much more than a lot of other races. It's just mm. they f- everything they feel... Yeah. is to a, a massive level, you know, compared to a human, for example, but, you know, all, all other races as well. Mm. So, you know, they, they they need to push those boundaries because it's almost like it's one of those things where if you get a bit numb to something, you need to you mm. push yourself mm. even further, which can obviously generally lead you down a wrong path, which it yeah. sort of does. <laughs> well, it definitely <laughs> does. Um, so, you know, so, you know, they, 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 but they're also turn it in some cases into like an art form so that they mm. you know like torturing for example is an art form it's not just simply torturing for torturing's <laughs> sake it's almost like so they can yeah. write a book about it yeah like a 101 ways to torture your fellow uh, elder your friends and neighbors um, <laughs> exactly because <laughs> like again some of it was probably consensual torture <laughs> Um. <laughs> yeah, and sadly, some of them just probably gave them their bodies willingly mm. to to put up with these things. That's the sort of level they got to. Yeah. Um, but then it sort of got to the point there where, like, some of them became killers, where yeah. they were literally stalking the streets uh, to, you know, just going on these hunts, basically, to kill people. And, you know, it, it like I said, society was going down. Yeah. <laughs> it was going drastically downhill. <laughs> you know, you've got... Uh, and. At this point now, you've basically got where a certain elder, like the Exodites, are basically mm. going, I've had enough of this crap. Yeah. I'm going. <laughs> it's like... I'm going to go to farm Whoa, whoa, planet. time out. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I just want a nice little farm with a few chicken. Yeah. That'll be... Yeah. That's, how, that's how I want to live the rest of my life. And I don't want your whips and sugar you know let's just um, and then one of the weirdos moves out there you know and like he starts with a couple of chickens too and then you look over and he's got more chickens and then you look over the next day he's got more chickens and eventually (laughs) it's just nothing but chickens on his farms like he's one of those excess guys he just doesn't stop (laughs) stop collecting chickens (laughs) no it's art <laughs> it just comes out with like wearing like a chicken mask and like a, yeah. a big um, sort of uh, you know the sort of yeah, sort of the red yeah. cockerel thing on the yeah, top of their yeah, head and things like yeah. that. <laughs> just, you look very strange. <laughs> like they just literally just starts talking in chicken. That could have been a that could have been a particular path <laughs> at oh, yeah. some point. Oh yeah, yeah. Who has? Why have Dire Avengers where you can have uh, chicken I mean, pluckers? Look, I own a couple of chooks. They are vicious little things. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> it could have been. You know, it was said if you had howling banshees and swooping mm. hawks, Clucking you could have chickens. You know, you could have the yeah. chickens. You know, clucking chickens. 
<laughs> I feel like I've got an episode title already now. Oh, um, so <laughs> Someone's going to look at that so, and be like, is this a Warhammer podcast? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, when you look at some of our other episode titles, yeah, true. you probably think, really? <laughs> but, you know, got to think yeah, of something. it's fine. Uh, <laughs> it's always literally a 10 seconds before I upload it. Oh, I need to think of a title. Well, that'll do. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So, what happened next? So, yeah, let's talk. Let's talk about the actual proper fall now. So, like I said, they're, mm. they're going downhill. It's not good. So, as always, like most things, it starts in the warp. Yeah. So, which obviously by itself is a very random by nature place. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. as you imagine, while all this bad stuff's happening, so all the killing, all the violence, mm. all the you know sensual pleasures, all of it is basically all the spirits. Of, yeah. the, of the Eldar are basically, and you got to remember now, the Eldar souls are very powerful and leave yeah. a much bigger mark on the warp than, like, say, a human soul, for example. Yeah. Yeah. So they're all collecting in the warp yeah. uh, and basically sort of, you know, manifesting, you know, sort of mm. mixing together yeah. uh, into like a, into a consciousness of some mm. of some sort. They're um, also they're also yeah, forming ba- warp storms, so no one else gets to do space yes. travel anymore. Yes, <laughs> because we're the hence, hence the, screw you <laughs> exactly yeah, exactly. So even when they're having these their problems, they're 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 pissing people off. So now you've oh, yeah. got the situation where like humans are now in the age of strife. No mm. one no one can talk to each other. It's a well like because you know. the emperor's around at that point. I can just imagine them sitting on Earth with like a big telescope, just watching. It's like when are they going to stop doing this? When are they going to stop doing this so we can get up <laughs> yeah. there and go to space? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want to put my marines out there now. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's that's basically what's happening. So you've got a situation where it's like a, a massive collection of very negative psychic energy mm. as well, because like I said, yeah. every soul that's entered the warp is is the victim of torture, the victim of a horrendous killing. Mm. They, yep. I don't know, they've choked victim themselves a, out, whatever, I don't know, whatever they do. avalanche. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, that is amazing. Sorry, I just got a mental image of this, just, mm, like mm. this rumbling and, and, uh. and all this like, all these like chicken just running down a hill. Oh, it's brilliant. Uh. Oh, so you know we've all got that mental image. Yep. So, yep. <laughs> so what happened next? So, <laughs> so basically this coll- uh. this collective consciousness of of souls and negative energy is mm. basically so is uh, slowly creating the chaos god slanesh it's mm. you know he's cooking he's cooking in the well i'll say i was gonna say he she it's um, technically the elder call it she <laughs> yeah like, that's what I, for context i'll say she yeah yeah it's a <laughs> tricky one but i'll say she because elder we're talking about the elder so yeah it, I don't, I don't want to. I don't any Eldar listening. I don't want to annoy them. So by saying, <laughs> I'll, I'll get it right. So, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. So they're basically, you know, Sinesh is cooking in the oven at this point, um, and ironically, uh, Sinesh is turning into a god in their own mm. image. Yeah. So you know, like, like we all know about Sinesh as of you know, pr- you know, of the current uh, era, Sinesh is all about you know heightened senses. Mm. pleasure perfection pain you know the, all those yeah you know yeah. decadence of yeah excess yeah exactly mm. so you know they ironically 
So Nash is a god in the image of what the Eldar are, are at this point. Yeah, he's yeah. literally a you know a huge <laughs> god shaped reflection. Mm. So basically, at this point, Sanash is dreaming in the warp, mm. um, whilst the Eldar are performing these sort of chaotic acts that we've just been talking mm. about. And this is what where for years the the Eldar have years of like uncontrollable psychic energies because of mm. the dreaming and things like that. Yeah. You know, it's just. It's, you know, it's, it's coming to a head. <laughs> yeah, that's probably the yeah. best way of looking at it. Um, this is where the, the craft worlds are starting to be set up. Mm-hmm, it's basically mm-hmm. they're, they're becoming, I don't know, um, like, like huge escape pods, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's like the three sane Eldar left and the Empire went, okay, no, you know what? We're taking our dogs. We're taking this sculpture and we're taking this ship. We're just going to go. Yeah. Exactly, and the CD collection. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the Eldar would listen to, but I imagine it'd be oh, quite... Mm. It'd be, it'd, um, I'm imagining, like, airy pipes and a lot of sitar-style yeah. plucking. Yeah, I can imagine wailing that, in the actually. background. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Have a think, everyone listening. What would the Eldar listen to? <laughs> so, yeah, so they, they're, like I said, they're leaving. Some are staying, because I think basically you've got... At this point, the Eldar are in sort of three camps. You've got the, mm. the crazy, you know, uh, Eldar that are sort of living their lives to excess. You've got yeah. the other set end of the spectrum, the ones that are going, I'm out of here. I've had enough of this. I'm leaving. And then you've got the ones in between where they're sort mm. of not cra- as crazy as the chaotic ones, but they feel like they want to stick around to hopefully for it to sort itself out. Yeah. Or not leave yeah. so early. So they're sort <laughs> of in that in-between camp <laughs> at mm. this point. Mm. Um Bad place to And then be. all of a sudden, it was Ali, it was Ali. So all of a sudden, massive psychic explosion. And mm. here it, here she is. So now she's woke here. up and took one breath and doing so That's sucked it. out 98% of Eldar souls or some nonsense like that. <laughs> that is a big breath. <laughs> yeah, I'm just and, imagining uh, like a psychic hoover appearing in the warp. <laughs> <laughs> psychic hoover. <laughs> oh, I'm going to keep changing all these episode titles now for this show. <laughs> I'm just like thinking, that one sounds good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, lo- I love the imagery of this. Oh, you know, yeah. You could just, uh, you know, you can imagine that Sinesh just, you know, this, like I said, this massive explosion, this big bang, mm. Um, mm. and then Sinesh literally just appears and goes, <gasps> and like and I said, all these, mm. all these Eldar within thousands of light years basically yeah. turn into lifeless husks. Their mm. souls are literally ripped out of them. Within within seconds of yeah. this happening, it's yeah. just going doosh. It's literally game over. Mm. And like you said, and like Cameron said, you know, about ninety eight percent of them are dead at this point. Yeah, um, it's it, they've gone from you know to being on top of the world, on top yeah. on top of the yeah. galaxy, top of the universe, to being nothing. Basically, they're just oh yeah, you know, they're they're now a, within seconds a dying race. Yeah, it's, which is it's, it's pretty it's, rough. Um. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's crazy when you think of it. I mean, it's mm. like like we said earlier. It's it's expected. They they brought it upon themselves. Oh, you yeah. know, they, this is their own their own fault at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, you know, this is what yeah. this is what happens. But still, um, and like it, it is a crazy event. Like like for context, in, in the Horus Heresy, a planet of like twelve billion people gets bombarded to hell and gets wiped out, and it like it it messes up the warp a bit for, like, a month or so. Like, you can't see the Astronomicon properly. There's, like, some ripples in real space. This is, like, several trillion Eldar just fell over dead, and it tears an actual hole between reality and the warp. Like, it breaks that barrier the Eldar gods set up 
however million however many millions of years ago uh and we get the eye of terror everyone's favorite Hello, eye light of in the sky the original yes. and the greatest um I will accept no successes. Looking at you, psychiatric maledictum. Um, <laughs> great rift nonsense. <laughs> yes, we're all about the eye of terror. That's that's old school. You know, that's, oh, what, yeah. that's what we what we know and love. And I must admit, actually, I, it took me. A, I didn't, you know, sort of back in the day when mm. the eye, you know, everyone knew about the eye of terror. If you knew about the law, is yeah. I, I, it took me a while to actually realise that's what caused it. I never oh, realised yeah. that was oh, actually yeah. the re. You know, it's. You know, I just thought it was some freak act. Well, I suppose it is a freak accident. It is but a I just freak it just- <laughs> <laughs> But it's well, an accident by freaks <laughs> at, this, at mm. this point. You know, mm. uh, yeah, it's it's crazy when you think of it. So you know, like like you said, at the epicenter, at the, you know, the heart of the Eldar realms. This yeah. is what, what where it's that's why it's had such a massive impact because it's right in the middle of where they're all contained. Because because mm. even though there are a lot of them, they're they're sort of they're quite at this point the Eldar are quite a self-contained race because I suppose they they're out and about in in you know some of them are on the outskirts of various places like mm. the Exodites like some of the craft worlds and they're the ba- they're the ones that basically missed the problem <laughs> they're the ones that sort yeah. of how that's how they survive because they just happen mm. to be just that little bit far, far away for the yeah. explosion yeah. and the breath of Sanesh to <laughs> not take them out. So yeah, so only the you know only these worlds on the fringes basically yeah. escape, um, and um, I think a few that were in the webway in their own private party webway realms yes. who became yes. the Dark Elder. Um, but, uh, yeah. Certainly, that's right. <laughs> so you know, so basically, the, the the Eldar now have become a race of vagrants and mm. refugees, basically, yeah. and 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 but then on top of that, they're then being hunted by Sinesh as well because mm. obviously she's got a taste for him <laughs> she's yeah. taking a big yep. big taste of Eldar and like oh I like that um, and mm. and it's also funny because it doesn't just affect the Eldar as well that you know you've got other mm. creatures from other races like you know that, that basically especially, especially uh, psychers as well of other races yeah. just literally just yeah just end up dying as well because mm. just it's like a complete psychic overload you know yeah. like, like I said the, yeah. the warp is ripped apart you know and it um but it's a funny situation because ultimately it restores balance within the mm. warp as well yeah in a, in the sense that it then allows mankind to make contact with one another hence mm. like we said the great crusade starts yeah it's sort of, you know it's <laughs> it's a tragic event for the eldar mm. win win you know a big win for the uh, <laughs> for, yeah. for mankind yeah. um yeah. Well, I mean, spends, you know spends your side yeah yeah <laughs> I mean, it gets extra tragic because not only do we lose basically all of the Eldar, we also lose basically all of their gods all at once. Yeah. Because uh, Slanesh right. also basically eats most of them. Um, <laughs> yeah. We have we have three escapees as well. We've got Segarak, who is the sort of yep. the god of the Harlequins and Jesters, and he was just hanging out in the webway, so he was fine. Um, <laughs> yeah. We've got Kane. Um, who this was how Cain was killed because Cain was in the warp and was like, ah, another god to fight. Excellent. Wonderful. Got beaten up into like a million separate pieces by Slanesh, who then just kind of chucked him out of the eye of terror into real space. And all the little shards just flew out into the, into the universe and the Eldar picked them up mm-hmm. and like, we're going to put this in the middle of the craft world. That's the avatar of Cain. That's yep. where that comes from. That's really cool that, as well. That is amazing. I love that yeah. theory. Yeah. Um and then and then the goddess Isha, you know, mother of the elder, uh Slanesh is about to eat her, and poor, poor beloved 
Papa Nurgle, his heart weeps to hear. So he runs in and rescues her from Slanesh. And this is like, I, just, I love I this. I just it's don't so get weird. that. Um, I, it's, it's really bizarre. It, I, it makes a lot of sense for me because Isha is like a goddess of life. So she's, she mm-hmm. represents all that kind of thing. And that is what Nurgle loves above all other that's things. True. Like, yeah, that's a good way it, of looking at it. In current Age of Sigma, for example, he is entirely focused on the realm of life, Lariel's domain, because that is what oh, he, he, he wants he's to He's really after that. Yeah, he wants to find life. He wants to corrupt it and change it and stop people from focusing on, like, the trees and the animals and stuff. Because their life, sure... But bacteria and viruses and molds and toadstools are also all still life as well. And, like, they deserve their time in the spotlight. And, like, Nurgle also sees an opportunity here, I think, is the idea. Because the the running explanation is that he saved Isha, quote-unquote, and then immediately locked her in a cage in his own part of the realm of chaos and keeps testing <laughs> yeah. all his diseases on her. Because yeah. she's the goddess of life, so she can heal herself from anything. Exactly. But the longer it takes her to heal herself, the more effective the the diseases so he's like the mm-hmm. ones that are good enough toss those out into reality thank you very well done and then <laughs> when he's not paying attention isha's like <clears throat> whispering into reality like this is how you cure this disease just listen to me please you're not going crazy <laughs> 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 i like that yeah so, so um so yeah yeah and then you know gods are taking a beating gods took a bit of a beating only Two and a bit left. Technically, Cain doesn't count as a whole <laughs> god at this point. Let's be no, honest. He's, he's... <laughs> Cain, Cain. Uh, yeah, so it's two and a thousand pieces of Cain. Yeah, yeah. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh god. So th- at this point, like, like you've got the Eldar. This is where they start splitting into their factions. Mm. This is where you get the you know the Craftworld Eldar, the mm. Drakari, the Harlequins, the Outcasts, the Exodites, yeah. the Unari. The yeah, sort of right yeah. now, which is obviously their new. Well, and that's where I was. I mean, the Inari well, don't come around until forty k proper, but yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and obviously, from a god perspective, um, you need your Ned. Yeah, yeah. He's, you know, the, you say that? He's <laughs> the the god that's supposed to be, you know, as of the, the current era, is the one to challenge Shanes supposedly. Mm. So. Yeah, uh, that's what they I believe anyway. I so. look, I look at that model and I go, "That is just a Slanesh model." pretending to be part of the Eldar <laughs> army. Look at that thing. He's got a horn oh, coming well, the, out of his the, face. Yeah. yeah, what's it? The, oh, the... Um, the Incarn. The, that's it, the the, yeah. like, the avatar of... Oh, yeah, Ineos, yeah, yeah. That's it. It's That is awesome. But you're right, that looks a very Sineshi model. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, uh, I hey. don't... Like, cutting away, this is not part of the top we're covering, but, like, the idea with the, the Inari is that, like, they're grouped around this idea of we'll find a way to resurrect the god made up of dead Eldar without having to kill all the rest of the Eldar. I'm like, you you understand what a god made of dead Eldar is, right? Because you already have one. <laughs> it's right over there. It keeps eating you. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you think this is a good idea? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> Very much so. Um, um, so yeah, so that's that's in essence the you know the fall yeah, of the Eldar the fall and of the, Eldar. the war in heaven exactly. Yay. So so hopefully mythology. For, <laughs> exactly. See, I, I I think I think it's been like we said earlier. It's, it's fascinating. I think mm. anyway, it's really interesting oh, yeah. this this history. And, I, and like I said earlier, I think it's so easy to not know this sort of stuff. You know, there'll be people out mm. there that will that will know this these stories but i think for a lot of people especially if you're not eldar focused you think oh right okay that's sort of <laughs> that's what happened with them because you know it's not always common knowledge so yeah, uh, yeah. and yeah i think it's i think it's fascinating so, and also it's been nice to talk about 
a race that's not part of the Imperium yeah. <laughs> as well. Yeah. You know, because I feel it's so easy to get involved, you know, involved talking about Space Marines and, and all the other uh, Imperial mm. forces. It's just, it's nice to, that's why we chose this as well. I think, no, yeah. let's, let's talk about yeah. the Eldar. Let's get, you know, let's, let's get them on board. Um, so, yeah, so that's been a, a little uh, history lesson for everyone listening. <laughs> and uh, so we'll, we'll take our last little break now. And when mm. we come back, we're going to ask the question, could the Stormcast Eternals be converted to chaos? And we're back. Final part of the show. Ooh. So it's discussion topic time. Hooray! <laughs> and we're in the world of Age of Sigmar. And like I said before the break, we're asking the question, could the Stormcast Eternals be converted to chaos? Quite a timely mm. question to ask as of this yeah, recording, because yeah. obviously we're on the, the verge of Soul Wars, which will... Probably, you know, may uh, embe- you know, may may add to this topic mm. potentially. You know, we may see Maybe. more about this. We'll see. You know, so you know, it's got it's quite a prominent question as well because I suppose the you know the Stormcast Eternals do get compared to Space Marines. You know, understandably, mm. and yeah. and obviously when you think of Space Mar- Marines, you think of Chaos Space Marines and the yeah, Heresies. Yeah. So you think, well, you know, is you know, there's chaos in Age of Sigmar. Can this happen as well? So, um, so mm. as with all discussion topics, we're going to give our reasons for yes, they can be, they could be converted towards chaos, and then we'll think of our no reasons, and at the end we'll sort of discuss what we think our overall opinion is on it, and mm. uh, that'll be yeah. it. So, as always, Cameron, if you yeah. want to start yeah. with your first reason for the reason yes, yes, they can be converted. Um, yes, they can be converted. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the interesting. The interesting twist on this, we know canonically that the reverse is true and that Chaos Worshippers can become Stormcast Eternals. Therefore, Stormcast Eternals should be able to become Chaos Worshippers. Um, so... (laughs) Nice. (laughs) As as I stated earlier in the episode, I've been reading Plague Garden. I took advantage of our last break to read a little bit more of Plague Garden. Um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, uh, and, uh, it's a very interesting read for this topic. If you're Interested in, like, that interplay between corruption and purification within Stormcast Eternals and Chaos Warriors? Definitely pick it up, read it. It's really cool. But, um, a, a main crux of the book, which, hey, if you were going to read the book, stop here, go read the book, come back, um, is one of the characters <laughs> is a Stormcast Eternal named Tornus, the Redeemed. Because Tornus used to be a Chaos Warrior. Um, he was, he was a person of great faith in Sigmar, and so when the forces of Nurgle captured him and put him into a pit filled with disease, he endured as long as he could, believing that Sigmar would save him. And on the 77th day, he died and became a Chaos Warrior because, you know, he was unbroken for so long. He's like, I will last. Sigmar will save me. Sigmar will save me. And then, like, he broke when he died and it's like, Sigmar didn't save me. I'm a Chaos guy now, like, resurrected through the power of Nurgle, goes, lays siege to Gairan, the realm of life, just burns half of it to the ground, and then he gets killed, and Sigmar sees something in that soul and reaches out, plucks it, reforges it, turns into a Stormcast Eternal. Like, there, there is this capacity for hidden qualities within characters of either side, I'll say, that could draw them to the opposite of their current side. Like, this is, this is a worshipper of Nogal who still had that, that kernel of faith, that kernel of hope, which allowed them to become a stone, stormcast eternal. What's to say there isn't a stormcast eternal with that, that seed of darkness within them that allows them to be drawn into chaos at some point. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. 
Cool. I like it. Good reason. Mm. Solid reason. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'd say my first reason I put here was the constant reforging makes them susceptible, you know, susceptible and and mm. potentially weak to it. You know, so it's sort of the reforging of the Stormcast. So imagine every time they die, their soul gets you know taken back to Sigmar. They then get, like I said, this reforge mm. process where they sort of get built again. Um, yeah, they have yeah. to basically have you know in this i suppose it says years of training it's sort of you know it's in mm. that sort of wishy-washy could be in the blink of an eye <laughs> sort of thing but yeah. they basically you know, have to prove themselves again you know get given their armor get given their weaponry and they basically go back mm. out but every time they're reforged they lose a little bit of their memory a little bit of their personality a little bit of their mm. soul if you want to call it that way yeah so you know, I, you know, to me, if you're an unlucky stormcast that keeps dying over and over again, which is possible, and to yeah, be honest, yeah. so this, there is stories as well with Sigmar where he's happy for that to happen because he's a mm. bit of a he's a bit of a funny god to be honest. He's not all sweetness and light at the end of the day. No, um, no. He, he's happy to sacrifice his stormcast if it gets the job done. So. I sort of foresee that there's a situation where the you know a storm a stormcast or a group of stormcasts keep dying and dying and dying, therefore they keep getting reforged. Their memories go and go and go, and basically they'll sort of get to this situation where you know they almost lose that you know lose their memory. Mm. So you know they therefore because obviously they're being reforged to to fight chaos and yeah. sort of if they get to a point where they've got no real memory anymore. Mm. then that's you know that's a that's a very weakened state to be in where you oh, sort yeah. of think hang on which side am i on you know that's where the chaos gods could influence could you know start turning them so mm. Mm. yeah that's, that's supposed to be my first reason <laughs> um okay what's the next reason for yourself cameron um so the, again delving into play garden they are definitely susceptible to the machinations or the machinations shall we say of the dark gods um so again in play <laughs> garden all. Yeah, exactly. Again, Plague Garden, big spoilers. <laughs> um, a bunch of Stormcast walk into Nurgle's garden to do something. Um, and it is very rough for them, let's say. Not not like in, like, there's a lot of fighting to do and stuff. Like, being there is continually wearing all of them down to a ridiculous yep. degree. Like, it, it's a bit wishy-washy on how long they've been in there. It's like, they might have been there a few hours. They might have been in there weeks. Who knows? But, like the end of the day is they are all hallucinating they are all getting sick like they're all really really ill like they're all worn out and tired and barely able to fight because nurgle's influence is definitely affecting them like severely you know yeah they've got they've got a, a lord relictor and a lord um uh, not not a uh, lord relictor and knight azeros to sort of keep a little purification going around the, on around the group but like even with that they are continually getting worn down they're starting to lose hope starting to maybe lose faith and if you lose those things you are sort of up for grabs as it were um especially because <laughs> as part of this there are places that are outside of sigmar's reach um in in the story if you're a stormcast eternal and you die in nurgle's garden sigmar doesn't get you back like your soul is trapped in your body um and if one of your brother Stormcast doesn't take your body back or the Lord Relictor doesn't get your soul out of your body and carry it back out, you're stuck. Your soul is stuck in the realm of chaos. Sigma will not get you back and reforge you. So, like... Yeah. Yeah. 
That's kind cool. of a twofer, but like you are, they are definitely susceptible to influence, and there are places where they can't be grabbed. You know, yeah. Sigma can't just go. I'll take that back. <laughs> <laughs> He's mine. <laughs> cool. Um, my second reason is sort of. A, I'll put this with a question mark. Uh, fighting mm. for humans or just fighting for Sigma? So mm. again, sort of a, from my first point, where they like I made, made the point that, that you know they're fighting for Sigma. He that you know he's constantly bringing them back. You know he's brought them as you know former heroes that were fighting chaos in former lives. You know yeah. at the end of the day, they're sort of getting to the point where to me they could they they could start losing it. And I think this is actually happening in some of the stories. They're they're starting to lose interest in mm. humans and other mortals, you know, where they're sort of, again, you know, keep being brought back, fighting and fighting, dying and dying. And you sort of think to yourself, oh, you know, they to me, they could get to the point where they're sort of tired of this happening. You're thinking, really, you know, you're sacrificing us constantly, Sigmar, ultimately. Mm. Even though, he's, even though, again, in quote marks, he's, see, you know, supposed to be the good god that's, <laughs> you know, and they're supposed to be the good guys. They're not mm. at the end of the day. Um, no. You know, they're ultimately... Sigmar is just so, so preoccupied with taking out chaos. It's almost like that's the only thing on his mind. That's the only, that's the big picture for him. And it's to the point where he's happy to let his, you know, minions, the Stormcast effectively, (laughs) uh, sort of sacrifice themselves. Yeah, you'll, he'll, he'll get in and help them. And obviously reforging Mm. them is helping him, but it's it's almost like for his own personal gain as opposed for the gain of men and mortals. So I could just, like I said, see where, this constant cycle where they think you know what shove it sigma i've had enough of this i'm gonna go and play with the chaos gods you know that i could just Mm. see that that happening where they're just some of not all of them but just some of them just get tired of the way it's again similar to the heresy in Mm. uh for you know in in 40k 30k um (laughs) where you know they sort of you know think oh i'm not you know this isn't right i'm not happy with the way the emperor is doing things i'm not mm. you know he, there's something not right and it's almost like i could see them start you know eventually starting to doubt sigma and if they start doubting sigma then they're already on a downward spiral at that point yeah and yeah. therefore they'll show less interest in immortal in men and therefore they're more likely to turn to chaos and fight them you know if they've got no real sort of mm. emotional attachment to them as well so yeah yeah so yeah um okay what's your next yes reason uh this is probably my last major one but like um they are they are much more human uh than i think a lot of people give them credit for (laughs) and that brings with it the ability to fall to chaos um so like you know again i've talked about this earlier but like people have this idea and that i shouldn't say people in general so some people have this idea in the head of stormcast as these bland uninteresting people you know is like like no no the sometimes you just read a bad book basically <laughs> and you you know you read some of the earlier stuff where they weren't quite as sure what they were doing with them it's like yeah, it's not so great yeah. but like now it is like 100 percent certain like these guys are way more human than say a space marine like like the space marines fell to chaos primarily because of their primarchs who are a lot more human than them weren't indoctrinated weren't like you know hypnotized to obey the imperium and all that kind of thing going astray and leading the space marines with them that's where the majority of your chaos space marines come in yep as opposed to say here with age of sigma like there are changes to their personality when they are reforged for the first time you know they they lose a little bit of that fear they you know get a little bit more faith you know that kind of thing and like when they're reforged more and more they do start to lose their humanity but these are people 
like one of them in again one of them play gun this is sort of like a side character but he remembers that he used to be a debater like not professionally but like as a hobby he would debate on topics with people and like mm-hmm. he find he finds a civilian and gets to know him well and spends days and days and days having these grand philosophical discussions with him and sort of going off on these tangents and being a normal person apart from you know eight feet tall clad in sigmarite armor big shield big hammer <laughs> deal but like they they are much more human than they initially appear and that really that is really the 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 bed of all weakness for falling to chaos like that that that's yeah, exactly. who likes to debate he is a great candidate for like falling to zinch for example through yeah, research and knowledge yeah, and things point. like that yeah like that there is there are all kind of being being that bit more human as opposed to sort of the more stoic more indoctrinated idea of a space marine for example this is their sort of counterpart in 40k really leaves them a lot more vulnerable i think for, at least for like the um the philosophical slash psychological indoctrination and conversion of chaos. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, that was my last reason actually. Oh, well, <laughs> there we like, go. Just you. Yeah. Just human. Was my yeah. Last one, yeah. <laughs> so, Cause like, like you said, I think it's for, you know, for people that are not in the know is you do think that they are the similar to, you know, to space Marines and all this. They're not yeah. actually, they're just, they are human at the end of the day. In some of their cases, they have normal lives. Yeah. I was reading where they, they will go out, you know, fighting like for Sigma mm. as, as they usually do, but then they'll have, they have a life outside of that as well. They're not mm. literally not always constantly fighting. It's almost like recruitment and, and mm. national mm. service to a degree. You know, some of them will go <laughs> off and have what, you know, have husbands and wives and yeah, yeah. and you know mow the meadows you know it's, yeah. as well as then fighting it's so and like I said if if the more human you are the more vulnerable you are to convert into chaos ultimately mm. yeah. so yeah. yeah I totally totally agree with that right okay let's uh, I think that's our yes reasons so we'll move on to mm. the other side which is no reasons no yeah they couldn't be yeah. converted to chaos so what's your sure. first one um, so my reasons for this are a lot less concrete because I heavily favor the yes side, but, um, Same. my first one's good. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, we're a little biased here. Sorry, guys. But, um, <laughs> my, my first and main reason is going to be a sort of a meta reason, shall we say? Um, mm-hmm. which is simply this age of Sigma for all, like, it's getting darker. You know, it's getting a little more grim dark. It's not full grim dark yet as a setting, but it is still a much lighter, more hopeful setting. And like, Mm -hmm. you know, that is, that is the entire focus of a lot of stuff. Like, again, Plague Garden, drawing heavily from this, because this is, this turned out to be a really good book to pick up for this discussion. Um, (laughs) but (laughs) like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but like, you know, the, the Stormcast Eternal, who was a Chaos Warrior in a past life, like a big thing for him is that idea of hope, that idea of faith, the, these things that can lift you up out of chaos but can't necessarily let you be dragged back down into it um like even seeing things like uh that there is a Rockbringer's character like a, a a chaos knight of nurgle in there who is a knight proper like chivalric knight one of the order of the fly and like they see something in him that is a potential to be redeemed and like you know he goes on it's like i i remember you used to be so and so the despised and you were on the side of nurgle it was great and everything and you know the guy just looks and is like yes i was i'm not him anymore and i don't think i can be him again but i look at you and you can be better than this and like it it it's 
it really leans on this idea that hope is something good, you know, decency and honor are, are good things that can lift you up out of darkness, but won't ever drag you back down into it. Although hope is kind of Zinch's province, so <laughs> this is a more Nurgle-focused book, I guess. Um, but like, it, it's got it's a really great line. It was just that keeps being re- repeated: "Is hope is the weed in Nurgle's garden." And um, oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's just it's just that thing that always springs up whenever you don't want it there, no matter how much you prune it away, and like it. It has this really great overall major theme of like, no, you can be better. We can do better. We can mm-hmm. be redeemed and changed for the good, for like, for good, for the good of people, for the good of ourselves and things like that. And yeah, Age of Sigmar is just this lighter setting. Like, it, it's cynical me. It was initially made to appeal to a younger audience, but it's really cool now anyway, so who cares? Um, but like, it's nice to explore those lighter themes along with all the dark evil stuff i mean we have the eye of the deepkin and daughters okay now it's a little dark um it's <laughs> getting <laughs> Good point. getting pretty bad uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes that, that that's my that's my big reason for no maybe they can't be converted to chaos because that would go mm-hmm. against this overarching narrative of there is hope somewhere out there yeah um <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's a fair point um my first reason is sigmar is part of them so as part mm. of making them a Stormcast Eternal and as part of the constant reforging, a small part of Sigmar is inside them, um, mm. which sounds a bit creepy, but it's, it's <laughs> the, you know, there's a literally, literally a small part of him in every single Stormcast. So, mm. so, so my thought process is that if, if a Stormcast was getting converted or it was in the, you know, in the, the prospect of it or the potential of it, he would know about it. And therefore, mm. could potentially intervene. Uh, again, yeah, not yeah. depends on the circumstance, but you know, it's it's almost like a, <laughs> I suppose it's like having a little tracker device on you <laughs> at all times, <laughs> where Sigma's sort of listening in and going, "What did you say about chaos? Mm. I, I, I hated them. Oh, I, oh, that chaos! <laughs> I hate them. Don't worry, I'm not oh, going to convert to them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, causing trouble. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's you know that's quite a strong reason because mm. uh, I, you know I just think because he, he he he's a god that tends to get involved. If you if you read the novels, there's, there's mm. multiple times where a particular stormcast will be like Sigma, help me, I need your help now, and he literally will mm. like slam a lightning bolt down or whatever. Yeah, you know, yeah. he, he will intervene because there's times where they're getting their ass handed to them, and it's, it's only Sigma <laughs> that sort of bails them out sometimes, uh, mm. particularly in the early days. So. Yeah, so I could see him sort of intervening if if someone was showing weakness to that side of things. Um, he seems to have a lot of fingers and a lot of uh, pies. That's yeah. it. So I could yeah. see that happening. Mm. <laughs> 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 mm, tastes like Nurgle. Uh, so, um, <laughs> uh, uh, what <laughs> so what's your next no reason? Um, this one's honestly a little less convincing for me than my other no reason, but, um, you know, let's be honest, that they're, they're made to fight chaos and not much yep. else initially, like, it, their entire Stormcast Eternals were created for the Realm Gate Wars, you know, fight back against chaos and everything, like, they are created with that in mind, like you said, Sigma is in them, they are literally lightning incarnate, like, it, it's kind of like the, um, the Seraphon now, the Seraphon bleeds starlight, which purifies chaos, like, you know, Stormcast Eternals have that with them. They are themselves sort of a purifying force, just their physical being. They mm-hmm. are 
like like I, I know I said my yes reasons they're definitely susceptible to it, but they may not be as susceptible. Like for for example, they were getting really worn down after some time in Nurgle's garden. I have a feeling that a normal mortal put in that situation would have turned into a skeleton within about three seconds of breathing the air. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. <laughs> um, whereas these guys have, you know, they've been going on for potentially days or weeks, like definitely getting heavily worn down and becoming very like susceptible and weak but they're still there they're not dead yet just from the Mm -hmm. just from the air so like they they are built with that in mind they are definitely built to be resilient against like chaos influence and things but uh, i guess in the grand scheme of things it's a matter of how resilient in the end are they um whether that sways your opinion to one side or the other (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah, no one disagree. Well, I mean, that's that's basically my sort of combination of my second and third reasons is mm. that they they're built to you know they're literally given life to fight chaos. That's why yeah. they're you know like I said they they in their previous lives they were of a lot of them they were in the middle of fighting chaos mm. and then they unfortunately died or or something on those situations. But they were a, you know a massive anti chaos force mm. or warrior or profit or whatever they were in their previous life so you know they they have this inbuilt hatred of chaos which i know mm. again if you're making the comparisons to space marines yeah they hate <laughs> chaos but then obviously they can still get converted but you know i think that it's it was in them in a in a life where it wasn't influenced mm. you know in the sense that a lot of them hated chaos in a previous life because chaos came along murdered yeah. their family and you know (laughs) pissed on their farm you know whatever and (laughs) and you know so they've got this like you know it's a a natural hatred not a Mm. you know not a you're a space marine you you have to hate chaos do i yeah Yeah. well you have to hate everyone that's not the imperium um well all the alien races but yes those as well so (laughs) you know so whereas like i said for these it is like they said a a natural hatred if that's what Mm. you want to call it yeah um but yeah, I, that's sort of I think all my reasons I've got actually. For, okay, um, <laughs> for no, I, I've got one more reason, and it's another okay. meta reason because you know I love my meta reasons. Um, but <laughs> you do. It would be uninteresting to a degree. Like, yeah, okay, yeah. let me let me put it this way: it's like it could be really well done and be super interesting. We could have the Age of Sigmar version of the Heresy. It'd be really cool. Yes. Something goes wrong, some Stormcast rebel against Sigmar and end up, you know, fighting for the gods and stuff. That's that's awesome. That's cool. That's great. But, um, <laughs> we already kind of have, <laughs> uh, I mean, like, Slanesh excluded, we already have, like, these interesting, unique, larger infantry models for the other Chaos factions. You know, we have the Blight Kings, and we have the Blood Warriors, and I guess we have the Zangors, kind of. Zinch is a little off in that respect as well, but, like, the, the, the idea of these, this niche of the larger infantry model for, um, Chaos forces is kind of already filled. And, like, it's already been done in 40k, you know, earlier we were talking about people complaining about just things being reskinned for Chaos in 40k, like, they can do so much more with Age of Sigma. they can do something new and interesting to really differentiate it from 40k, you know, the, the, I'm sure Games Workshop HQ doesn't want people to point at, at you know, a Stormcast channel and go, that's a Space Marine, um, <laughs> <laughs> like, they have this... They have the model realms with these sort of wide open narrative playground. They can do what they want. And we know, we know they are going to do something. 
Like the Sacrosanct Chamber being released with Age of Sigma 2nd Edition, those are the guys mm-hmm. who are meant to be guarding Sigma when he is reforging people. Like, because things mm-hmm. go wrong. Like, sometimes souls go, you know what? No, actually, fuck this, and escape. <laughs> and they go on a rampage throughout Azir, and it is the job of the Sacrosanct Chamber to take those souls back into custody, you know, beat up these uh, weird geists or something, I think they were called in one Malign Porton short story. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they are setting up for something to go wrong, but it could be something much more original and much more interesting than Stormcaster born wrong in a turn to chaos. Yeah, like, I would agree with that. And like, it would be cool, but like, you know, they can do they can do something cooler. Although yeah. it'd be it'd be nice to have like a Horus Heresy Civil War storyline too. So I'll, I'll be happy with whatever comes along. I'm sure, but they can do something. I think new. for a lot of people, I was going to say for a lot of people, I think they would like them to potentially convert to death as opposed to chaos mm. as well. I think that would yeah. be an interesting. Get an elite one, heavy but... infantry death army. Exactly. So, uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, definitely. Uh, right. Okay. I think that's all our reasons. Mm. Um, I'm so I'm going to ask you the question, even though I know the answer Mm. to this. Yeah. Could the Stormcast Eternals be converted to chaos? Um, I, I'm going to say yes, although I hope it's something different, but who knows? It'd be interesting to see how it goes. Um, what about you? What do you feel? Uh, exactly the same. Yeah. I'm like you, I, I, in a way I, I hope they don't do it. Um, mm. but I just think, you know, from putting aside the meta, putting aside, you know, the image yeah. they're trying to put across, I think if you're looking at it purely from a law perspective, then oh, yes, yeah. absolutely yeah, they can be converted. Um, that's, that goes yeah. without saying. Um, and, but uh, Twitter I, like, agrees with us, I believe. They do indeed. Um, we did a Twitter <laughs> poll, uh, in the last week leading up to this, asking exactly the same question. And we had a lot of results in, and the results were yes, 64%, no, 36%. Mm. So it's Pretty a resounding you know, yes from the community. Exactly. So they, they agree with us. They go, yes. They're going. They could be towards chaos. So, but we'll we'll Excellent. see. Let's see. Let's we'll see, see what happens with Soul Wars, and mm. everything that follows with it. So, no, yeah. that was cool. That was a good topic. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So that's been the discussion topic. So we'll just wrap up the show now. Um, so if you so if you enjoyed this show, um, please give us an iTunes review if you've got a spare couple of minutes. We've had a few more reviews since last episode. Mm. Some lovely words of encouragement. A few more uh, five star reviews, which is absolutely yeah. great. So. It's always greatly appreciated. It gets, you know, more people potentially listening to the uh, show, which is always good. Bigger community, mm-hmm. etc. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, which is where the most of our sort of online mm. stuff happens. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's probably the best way of putting it. Uh, so that's at Realm and Ruin on Twitter. Uh, you've got Facebook, mm-hmm. facebook.com slash Realm and Ruin. Um, you've got the website, uh, www.realmandruin.com. Um, there's mm-hmm. a you know, a few bits on there, like you'll see our Discord on there, which is the next thing I'm going to talk about. So, yeah, uh, I know, you know, so every episode I keep bleating on about it. Um, but yeah, we've had, we've got more, more and more people joining our Discord. We've got some great people in there. Um, mm. so like I said, the link will be in the show notes. Uh, you know, get on there. There's some people which has been really good is where they've deliberately set up Discord to join our server, mm, which is really yeah. cool. You know, so That's it's not just people nice. that would. Yeah, exactly. So people are making a a real effort to get on there. And like I said, we just we've got a real tightly you know knit bunch of people there. You know, all swapping stories and and mm. things like that. And uh, yeah. we've we've added a few new channels. Like we've got a army builder channel, so people are giving advice on you know um, on how to build a particular army, what units to put in, etc. So mm. which is cool. 
Um, so yeah, if it, you know if yeah. it interests you, get on there. It's uh, it's really cool <laughs> on there. Um, what's next? Uh, guesting, as we've always said, we've got. Um, well, I'll, actually, I'll talk about guesting now. So as of this recording, um, hopefully last week, if you've not seen it, um, we released our first uh, side spin-off mm. show yeah. where we basically yeah. had a, a gentleman called Dan from uh, who we first spoke to on the Bolter and Chainsword Forum uh, who joined us for a special 40K chat. That was a really cool episode. We had a really good mm. chat about 40K, the three of us. Uh, yeah. So if you've not checked that out, go download it. Um, and next week, we should be releasing our second spin-off episode, which is a very special Wrath and Glory interview. Yeah. Um, so yeah. definitely, definitely check that out, because that was a really good episode, and you're going to hear a lot of cool stuff about Wrath and Glory. So like I said, as of this recording, in the next sort of week or so, that should, you know, should be popping out once I get around to editing it. Um, <laughs> um, so, but yeah, like I said, when it comes to guesting, We've had a few more requests as well. Um, we're going to do hopefully a painting spin-off where we, you know, where we're mm. rather than sort of being about 40k and Age of Sigma, etc. It's going to be a, an episode about hobby stuff, like how to go about things. So we've got someone lined up for that as well. Uh, but yeah, like I said, if you are interested in guesting on all the different channels, you've got Twitter, Facebook, the website's got a contact page. Send us a message, and we'll uh, we'll get we'll talk about it. Um, and, uh, lastly, uh, yeah. Where can people find you on the internet, Cameron? Uh, you can come search me up on the tweeters, uh, at night underscore twitten. That's night without a K. I'm not a member of the Royal houses. Um, <laughs> not yet. Yeah. Um, I, I mostly just post like pictures of food and my cat and memes and things on there, but, uh, you know, feel <laughs> free to come and chat. Um, most of my Absolutely. modeling stuff is on our official Twitter, which is just at realm and ruin. So yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> good times. Uh, again, you can find me on Twitter as well at Ninja Badger Seven Number Seven. Uh, yeah, just talking about at the moment stuff like going to IKEA and and uh, <laughs> video games and all the other. Yeah. But, you know, but like I said, most of the Warhammer stuff's on the on our official Twitter as well. So uh, yeah, so that's all the places you can find us. Uh, as always, thank you so much for all the support that everyone's been giving us, whether it's kind words, retweeting stuff, sharing the podcast with friends, because there's a few people that said they're doing that. It's great. Like I said, we, you know, we're just going to keep going and talking about as much Warhammer stuff as we can. We're always bringing the latest, well, as of the recording, the latest <laughs> news <laughs> and, uh, you know, and interesting law topics and things you want to talk about. Um, and like I said, if you have any suggestions, if there's like a particular law topic or a discussion topic you'd like us to cover, again, on the, all those different channels, send us a message. Because again, we've had a few suggestions of things. Um, send them in. The more, more ideas we've got, the better, because there'll be future shows. So all good. Um, and with that, that's been uh, mm. Roman Ruin, episode nine. Thank you very much for listening. And we'll yeah. check you on the next show. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>